Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Friday on the run home. It was Friday fun times. The professor was in the seat. Joel and Fletch were away and I was joined by Mark Bosnich. Uh, now, B-Man, we had a wonderful afternoon and you were blown away by this performance that the Aussie cricketers did on Sunday night to, to win that World Cup. I was. I thought it was an outstanding achievement. I, I saw you and Adam Garukas and Ollie, didn't I, in the pub on you Sunday did. night right at the beginning. And I did say, you know, and we're there with a three-time winner of the World Cup and Adam Gilchrist, and I did say, I said, you know what, this will be, a, he agreed, didn't he? He did. An amazing achievement, not only just from a cricket perspective, but from a sporting perspective because of, you know, home ground advantage and all that. But it seemed in the end, as I keep saying, home ground advantage is a double-edged sword. And that's what's seen what happened to India. As soon as Coley went, and also, I think it was Sharma, the great catch yep, from right, Travis Sharma. Head, they really seemed to struggle, and the fear of failure overtook everything that they did. And in cricket, I think that's that's really, really difficult to overcome. There's so much to do with the mental mental side in the cricket. Absolutely, B-Man. The other thing we spoke about, uh, lots of rugby league. You're very pro getting rid of the salary cap. Jeez, yes, you got I the have. text line. Yeah, I have, I have all the time. Um, people can listen to me about that. Obviously, you know, rugby league is wound down now, So, but we, it came up in, in actually talks about football and, and so forth. And, you know, trying to get rugby league to sort of, you know, to sort of to, to make their competition even better. And, more attractive for people to play because you've got to think to yourself in terms of what we saw with the Matildas in terms of football going forward you know rugby league not so much maybe AFL but rugby league rugby union especially they're gonna have to make it more attractive to play their sport and I think this is one of the ways which they can do it'll actually benefit the sport long term now you mentioned football in there lots of big news happening domestically in the round ball game there's a second tier that's been announced uh, below the A-League, but also a 13th A-League team. Yeah, 13th A-League team is Auckland franchise, which is, is, is great news. And so hopefully they'll get themselves up and running and, and off the ground. And the second tier, I think, is vitally important for the future of Australian football, that eventually we go to the fact that it provides more pathways for everyone and, more importantly, our ultimate pathway to have promotion and relegation to tie up and link up the football system completely. Absolutely. We also had a chat to Adam Peacock and Dean Watling joined us from SEN Track. Enjoy the podcast uh, and Joel and Fletcher will be back on Monday. Welcome to The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks to Hyundai Santa Fe. Available now. Book a test drive today. Imagine that. The new standard in steel cap boots is here. Rotoflex by Blunston.
good afternoon and welcome to the run home with Joel and Fletch. It is Friday. You know what? You, you know what that means. It means it's Friday fun times. Normally it's the prof and the sock sitting in here. But boy, do I have a treat for you this afternoon. <laughs> that, that laugh is probably Australia's most recognised laugh. That's right. Yes. I'm joined this afternoon by... The great man, Mark Bosnich. Professor, how are you, my friend? I'm well, And Bozo. how's all the listeners out there? Have you explained to ever? Brooksy, Marky are with us as well. Hello to both of you. Dave as well. Dave, down there in Melbourne. Dave. G'day. G'day, buddy. How are you? You all right, mate? Yeah, I know good. spending time with Jimmy Smith can be a little bit, <laughs> you know, but uh, you, you'll, you'll have a different vibe this time, my friend. Anyway, just to explain <laughs> to everyone, we're at the Sporting Globe because there's renovations being done at the SEN offices. Yeah, correct? Yes. And is that, did I say that right thing, Sporting Globe? Yes, yeah? you did. At King yeah. Street Wharf, which is my neighbourhood. Mm. So, um, yes. Come you, on down you and, have, and visit us. Well, if you wish to, but more importantly, <laughs> you know, we had, a, we had a massive meeting about an hour ago of who to get on, and obviously we... Well, we've all got our little black books in terms of what type. But I said today, Leon, let's engage the people that matter, the fans of all the sports, especially football. You've got the derby on tomorrow, the Sydney derby, Sydney FC versus Western Sydney Wanderers. I want cricket fans to ring in. We're, we're going to talk about that. You know, you have to say, and I'm saying this from another sporting perspective as well, an unbelievable performance last week to win a World Cup final away from home in front of 120, 130-odd thousand fans was an absolutely fantastic achievement. So any other thing, basketball, anything that's going on, please call in. We want to engage. Now, Professor, you and Brooksy are passing little messages to each other. What's mm. going on? I... We're just saying how good your opener was then. Oh, right. Okay. Now, Bozo, there are some that. things that I need to get through, though. And I tell you, when you look at the roster and you see yeah. that you're on with the Bozo, you know that your work is it's down to about 15% no, it's of not. the listing no, it's not. that I, I need I'm to do. I'm trying to lift you all because, you know, sometimes <laughs> I listen to the show and I won't mention individuals. No, no you yeah. can. No, no, go on. Go on. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll, I'll wait for a little bit. It's Friday afternoon, like you said. But, you know, number one, concentrate on sport, guys. Yeah. Yeah, souffle Fletch. Yeah, had to cook souffle. Yeah, number two, I don't want to hear about possible prime ministers, Missile. Yeah, I want to hear about sport, buddy. Yeah, especially the, the two you nominated. God. Who <laughs> did you nominate? Well, we won't go into detail because I actually <laughs> well, think those two gentlemen are nice people, but not for prime minister. Okay. He tossed up yeah. Mark Burris and he tossed up Peter Volandis. Oh, Peter Volandis, maybe. Mark Burris, I, I just know. don't think prime minister. You know, Mark Burris would be a wonderful finance minister. Treasurer. I think he'd be a great you know, yep. treasurer. But... I'm actually defeating my own argument. We're here to talk about sport. If anything else comes in, great. But we're here to talk okay. about sport. If we okay. want to listen to news and views and whatever, well, there's plenty of other stations to listen to. Don't worry about that. Well, Amy has the news as well this afternoon. Oh, well, we love listening to Amy. Yeah. That's like that. She's yeah? great. Yeah. Uh, and I need to do this. I need to, I need to say hello to Sydney, but also Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Hello, Brisbane and Gold Coast. How are you all? They are listening in. Uh, also, wherever you are listening in around the world, maybe you're in Manchester. You know, yeah. And who was that? wonderful goalkeeper we had all those years ago yeah. he's on the air yeah send yeah. a note let us yeah. know where you're listening new from. zealand new zealand right yes new well zealand. well the kiwis uh they're going to join us at 4 p.m as well but if you're listening on the app in new zealand okay text in double eight new zealand hawaii is yeah Kiora and yeah. good evening very good auckland new new uh a-league football team over there tell us how that's going to go you yeah. think there's a lot of people that have got conflicting opinions in terms of which way they went in terms of the, the people who bid for the franchise. So give us a call in. Tell us if you've got anything to say. We would like to know. And, uh, and, and that's it. Let's go. Let's get, let's get cracking. Let's get cracking. Now, I do need to do a shout-out also to the people that are listening on the podcast. Probably, uh, I don't know, it might be Saturday morning. Maybe it's Sunday evening. Um, it's uh, wherever you listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello to you. Hopefully you enjoy the show. Also, just a reminder, we are on YouTube 
for those YouTube lovers out there, get, in, uh, get on there and have a look for Joel and Fletch is what you need to search for and then subscribe. Now, the Trady Hour is thanks to Amir Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Now, listen to this. Okay, what's, that, what's PPE? Protective what? Uh, PPE is, uh, we heard it a lot during COVID, uh, personal protection mm. environment. Right, I don't know. Go. I right, should remember job. that. Equipment. Equipment, okay, that yeah. was it, remember? Yeah, All very right. good. So, uh, on That's the show, it. you've lined up um, a friend of the show. Uh, and a friend of all of ours, the P-Man. Oh, Adam Peacock. Yep. He's the best, the very best at what he does. Outstanding. He is. So he's just been working on the races for seven. He's been doing Willow Talk, <laughs> uh, a cricket podcast. I'll tell you where he's just been. He's been at a, a charity lunch, which I, I, I helped in, the Tour of the Cure charity lunch. It was a wonderful thing, to be honest, to raise money for sarcoma cancer. Um, and uh, he, he was just there with me, as, as well, Graham Richardson as well, the, one of our greatest politicians ever. And I just want to say to all those people and some of the stories that we heard um, to say, you know, our thoughts are with you all. And some of the money that was being raised was absolutely phenomenal. Well done to everybody involved. Go on, well done, Bozo. Good that you went from that on a Friday afternoon into this. This Let's go. Let's get go. You going. Uh, so the other one is uh, SEN Tracks, Dean Watling. He'll be joining Dino. us. We've had Dino a few Fridays in a row, Have haven't we, Brooksy? Yeah, he's been a... A fan favourite on the podcast and realm. He's, he's horse racing, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's going to talk SCN about horse racing so or how to make a pizza? A bit of both. Uh, Canterbury tonight, <laughs> pizza, pizza stuff. tonight, Canterbury. and then Kembla Grange for the gong tomorrow. Right, okay. For, for You went like that. Yeah, they've got a big gong down there, Bozzer, at right. Kembla Grange on the south coast of New South Wales. All right, this and that's is horse their, racing. yeah. Okay, yeah. That's Mate, when you went big, like that, we, I mean, people can't see what you did, Brooks. And when you went like that, I thought you meant golf, yeah? He was swinging his arm. Risty, oh, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Playing yeah, along okay. at home. Uh, no, just, keep going, Professor. Just, thank you, mate. I've got to get through all this paperwork. Go, and then go, go mate. Come on. Come it on. is a reminder that we are coming to you live from the Sporting Globe. All this, well, we've just finished up this week. This is our last show. And we've had a wonderful time down here at the Sporting Globe. But if you are in and around King Street Wharf this evening, come in, say good day. We are we're down the back, aren't we, Bozo? If you had to describe where we are, we're kind of in the bowels. Well, pretty much so, yeah, we are. We are. We're, 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 I'm looking at the kitchen over there, and I've got to say the chefs are doing a fantastic job as the food looks really good. This is where this is the engine room, basically. Yes. Engine Absolutely. Room. Not, uh, you know, we're talking about, you're talking about sort of making a comparison to a ship. Not a good place if, if the ship's going to go down, but it's not a ship. <laughs> so it's okay. Let's go. Let's go. So, let's go. Let's move so on. So we would be in the galley, is what you'd say. If oh, you're I love ship. that. See, you know that. So it's so brilliant. Thank so you, brilliant. Mate. You're wasted here, buddy. Uh, now, there is a Christmas party. What you can hear is there is that is uh, Christmas merriment um, oh, is it? and good tidings that are happening around us. Um, oh, right. To the right of us, I'm just describing for people at home, there's a group of, I'd say, Brooksy, what do you reckon in there? 20 to 35? Oh, I'm going high. I'm going high, 40 to 50. 40 to 55. Yeah. And then to our left, there's uh, about, I don't know, 20 over there. They're all celebrating Christmas. Boz, I want you to take no. a quick guess. Obviously, we're going to talk sport. You've been uh, yeah. pushing that. What sort of uh, business do you think this is? What are they um, selling? What are they doing? I don't know. Usually down here, like I said, there's my neighbourhood, so it's literally five minutes walk mm. from here. The overwhelming majority of businesses are pretty much finance industry. So that, that, that's what, it, you know. You've also got Football Australia's offices for the time being, which are very, very close, but it's not them because I'd recognise some of them. Mm -hmm. But like the majority, and remember, for those who don't know, in Sydney... So King Street Wharf is right next to Barangaroo. That's where the new casino is being built. There's been some residential buildings being built, but there's three first buildings that were built are all office buildings. So you've got you know your PWCs, uh, your KPMGs, Macquarie, all, uh, Macquarie whatever you think. There's, a, there's American Express. Mm. Um, there, there's all that. So I, I would say finance industry, but I'm sure. There's a gentleman over there looking at me. I don't know if he's looking at me because he wants to beat me up or because he's recognised me. I think I'm sure he'll tell us. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he'll <laughs> yeah, tell us. 
Uh, we'll, we'll get onto that. We'll find out who that is and what they're doing. You normally, no. with finance, I look at their watches. That's always a dead giveaway. No, can you see no. good watches? No, 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 no. I'm not a watch man. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, not a watch uh, man. Yeah, can I going. ask you all those many years you played for those the yeah. biggest clubs in the world? Would you? Would Manchester United have a Christmas? Yeah, party? Yeah, we, we'd all have the the whole three teams I played for had Christmas parties, but they were all very much uh, in control as well. And when I say in control, there were some instances that we look back and we laughed at, but there was nothing dangerous. I keep saying this to young people these days because I think sometimes they get the wrong impression. We enjoyed ourselves, no doubt about that. But it's what level of enjoyment, not that puts other people at risk in any type of way, or including yourself or to denigrate somebody else or something like that. You know, if you did anything sort of silly, it would be to yourself or amongst the group. That's where you've got to find the level. Because it doesn't, you know, regardless of what anyone tries to tell you, and I'm saying this to young people, ultimately it won't impress anyone if you do something just to get a laugh out of your friends that's really going to put yourselves or somebody else in danger. So you, you, you've got to know your lines. Um, there were, I mean, towards the end at Aston Villa, at Manchester United and Chelsea, we used to take security guards with us as well. I was thinking that. Was yeah, it in, so like, hidden away in a closed-off no, park? No, no, but they knew, they knew, you knew where they were. They were just there because, you know, there are people as well from the public who also look to try to make their name. But in general, we just keep to ourselves. You know what I mean? We'd have some fancy dress parties, but nothing really ridiculous. There'd be food in the afternoon. Obviously, people, yes, they would drink, and we'd have it at a time where there was a, enough space in between games because Christmas period is very, very busy, um, and especially from Boxing yeah. Day. From Boxing Day through to the, the, the FA Cup normally starts on the third round for the big teams, and that's the first week of January. So from that period, Boxing Day to the FA Cup third round, there's usually about four or five games in about eight days. So you've got to be careful. So you've got to have it like maybe early December, but then you've got to be careful if you're in Europe. Europe doesn't finish to about the second week in December, so it's got to be put in there so you just got to be very very careful how and when you do it because I'm telling you now and I'll give you an example of one manager I won't mention his name but he used to turn around and say no problem go out and get drink go out and have a drink if you want to get tipsy and all that no problem but if you get injured within the next week yeah don't bother even telling your agent to come in for a new contract. So you knew what where the yeah. you knew where the, the where the lines were, yeah. Uh, yeah? Now apparently this. Do you like that one, Marky? Hey, buddy. Marky's in the uh, tourists. I've asked you before. Yeah. Like I'm asking tourists here. It's pretty. I mean, when you were younger and you're watching Bozzer and Gold, did you ever think you'd be sitting next to him at the Sporting Globe? Yeah, this no, is surreal. Still, <laughs> still very <laughs> surreal. He dreamed it. <laughs> now, apparently, this uh, this Christmas party is a. I've just learned it's an American tech company called NetApp. All right, um, there you go. Un, 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 sorry, unified data storage, integrated data services, and Clout. There we go. Solutions there we on go. the cloud. There sorry, go. cloud. Uh, sorry, I just there you wrote Clout there. There we go. Super. Um, so, right. I guess if we technically we go down, we can go to one of these guys and say, can you get us back up and running? Is that the type of gear, Marky? Did you speak to him? I guess so. Man, it's me that's keeping all this running, so hopefully we won't need right. it. Fingers crossed. Anyway, great to see him down here anyway, and all, all the very best of them. So, yeah, let's get on to... What we will. We now, hey, uh, Bozzo, yeah. um, you came in hot on... Uh, you want to declare this the greatest ever Australian World Cup victory well, I, in I, all codes I, I would ever? Like, look, we've been very spoiled, especially, you have to say, this year. I mean, the Matildas were absolutely outstanding. Um, it completely captured the hearts of the whole nation, um, you know, and, that, but, and they got to the semi-finals. It was a wonderful achievement. And I think anyone that you would speak to amongst the Matildas would testify that it is a double-edged sword, Marky, Professor and Brooksy, playing at home because it can turn into what we saw with the Indians as well. But in saying that as well, the advantage that you have, I don't care what sport it is, of having a home crowd is huge. There's no doubt about that. Okay, so it takes it a little bit out of the way with now with modern technology in terms of influencing referees or umpires. But 
in the pantheons of achievements from Australian teams, I think, and I would like people to ring in to give their opinion, I think winning the World Cup in India in front of 130, 140,000 people, especially after the way they started, I think it's got to be up there. It's got to be up there with, say, you know, like I said, again, different. If we go through every sport, I think, you know, what could we say, Rugby Union 1999, you'd say World Cup. Uh, AFL, where they have to do something club-wise they haven't got an international competition. Uh, rugby League, from an international perspective, I mean, the, the biggest thing I can think of in Rugby League was in 1990. when the England, No, when Great Britain actually won the first, which is Rugby League, and Great yeah. Britain won the first test at Wembley, and the second test, which I went to, was I was a young boy at Manchester United, and so Fergie gave me a Saturday off to go there, and we made about five or six changes. Cliffy Lyons played, Benny Elias played. And Mal Meninga scored the last-minute try. That was an amazing. That was an amazing victory because no one expected that at that time, especially. Um, and let's have a look at that. I mean, the Australian Socceroos um, getting to the last 16 as well uh, in in two World Cups in 2006 in, and also the last World Cup. You'd probably have to say the qualification that night against Uruguay. Yes, but absolutely. But I yeah. think this one has got to be up there. I mean, there's been some yeah. other great ones. There's no doubt uh, about the that. The Boomers not... getting the rose gold, getting the bronze at the last yeah, Olympics after yeah, so many years. Yeah, also, uh, the Opals for so many years winning they, silver. Yeah, they all must be up there. I mean, even winning the World Cup back in 1987. Now, I know we played England in the final, but I'm not sure somebody can get back to me. I think we might have played India in the semi-final. Um, we were huge yeah. underdogs. Yeah, but Massive you can, you can underdogs. check that one. Let's um, have a look here. You know, but the other other finals were a, a relatively, you have to say, convincing. I mean, 1999 was a, was a cakewalk. It was the semi-final against South Africa, which was unbelievable. Somehow we won that, and somehow South Africa snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> um, in 2003, it was convincing. 2007, it was convincing. We played Pakistan in 87. Pakistan, England yeah. played there you go. India. Now, what I, we were chatting about this on Wednesday. I, Michael Vaughan, I was, we'd do a podcast with him, and he was saying on a global scale, yeah. as in not just an Australian you know, point no. of view that it's ours, he was saying any sport, anywhere, to go into a country like India, have 130,000 people yeah. where every single one is wearing a blue shirt, and they then change the pitches... Yeah. to suit the home team. It's never happened right. before. Well, this is, but saying. this is coming back to double-edged sword right mm. now. So I can remember, say, I, I can remember the 1991 World Youth Cup in Portugal. So we played the host nation in the semi-final, 120,000 at the Stadium of Light wow. in, in um, Lisbon. So we lost 1-0. The crowd worked for them. But there were occasions during the game, and I'll get on to the Iran one as well, where you could tell how it can be a double-edged sword because let's let's, let's equivalate it if that's a word to cricket. Yeah, so remember uh, yeah. when I saw you and, and Gilly mm. and who was uh, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie yeah, at yeah. the pub? Yep. Um, um, because I was charging my car. Another story. Anyway, whatever. And uh, <laughs> India at that time were scoring seven and over. Mm. I went upstairs to have my starter and came back down. All of a sudden, Travis Head takes that magnificent catch, and then Virat it turns around. So to equivalate it to football, there were times, and we played Iran as well when. Uh, 1997 was yeah. 130,000 people. When you have a good spell of possession, like against Iran, unlike against Portugal in the World Youth Cup in 1991, we went ahead. Harry Kuehl scored. Then you can feel the tension and how it starts mm. to get to. And I think that happened with India. So it become and their fear of failure becomes so much that they actually become scared. Yeah. You could tell because well, they hardly hit a boundary no, in the I last know. in the last 15, 20 overs. Four boundaries. Yeah. 
between overs 11 and See, 40. See, that's where it can turn over. All of a sudden, you start thinking, and this is where it's important. Another one of those old adages we used to get told all the time, especially as young kids at Man United, play the game, not the occasion. Play the game, not the occasion. And they had the 10 wins leading in at home. Yeah, but I thought that uh, would have given so much pressure. I would have thought that would give them massive confidence, to be honest. I thought that would. You know what? I think threw them a little bit. I think it threw them that they that they lost the toss and uh, Cummings decided to bowl. Bowl. I think that threw a, them a, on a wee pitch bit. that they yeah. prepared for themselves. Yeah, yeah but, but but that was smack. That was fine. I'm telling you now. It's always and this comes into you know this as well about rugby league. You know they say they say in football. You know, rugby league especially was a little bit more physical game, Mark, here. Take out the top man and let's say that. Once we got Coley out and also that catch by Travis Head, that, that that changed their mentality. And like I said, it went from we're dominating you to we're just going to survive here. We don't want to get embarrassed here. Yeah. yeah. And uh, equivalent is a word. To yes! A, to equate, to consider or make equal Take that equivalent. Boss of the B-Man. Now, if you do want to get involved in the show, maybe you've got an opinion on the Aussie victory. Is it yes. the greatest ever World Cup victory for any team anywhere? Text in 0457 736 736 uh, or give us a call 1300 01 1170. Uh, just a reminder, we are down at the Sporting Globe. Yeah, and don't forget Perth as well. We're going to Perth somebody's roading. That was from yeah. Paramat. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, thank yeah. you, uh, Paramat. Yes, uh, you are on the run home with Joel and Fletch this afternoon. You've got the prof and the boz. Yeah. We'll be back after this. Love that. Yes, welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch. Yes. This afternoon, you've got the prof and the boz. We're yes. down at the Sporting Globe. Let's go. Sport, sport, sport. Bozo wants to talk sport. I don't know if you've been listening. He's mentioned it a couple of times. Let's go. Um, now, uh, we are live on YouTube, just a reminder. So search Joel and Fletch, SEN, and click subscribe. Hey, the phone lines have lit up, Bozo. Beautiful, the fans let's go. want to chat to you. Just and a reminder. You and Marky of course, of and course. Brooksy, let's go. It's 1300 I want to hear from them. I want to hear what's on their mind. What are they thinking? Well, hey, we yeah? can ask one of them right now. Rob, are you there? Hello, Professor Boz. How you going, boys? Good, thanks, Rob. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. I'll call sport all afternoon on SEN if you want. But anyway, yeah, please. A few minutes. No, please. So, come uh, on, now, come on. Yeah, firstly, on the cricket, boys, I reckon we got a, the biggest get-out-of-jail card in that World Cup ever. We lost the first two games comprehensively against India and South Africa. And in the third game against Sri Lanka, they were none for 120 after a, a few overs. So we were nearly shaking hands with England after that third game in the tournament. It was unbelievable how we Yeah, got, but got you up. know what? We shifted, Rob. We, we understood the conditions. All we needed was two and a half matches. And then boom. Because <laughs> we right. took off from there, if you remember. Oh, of course. We of course sailed it. Yeah. I, look, I, I hear exactly what Rob's saying. Understandably so. But I think if you look at a lot, especially when World Cups are played in this manner. So it was, play, it was, made, it was more of a Melbourne Cup rather than a Golden Slipper, i.e. Mm. it was more of a marathon rather than a sprint. It wasn't just a group stage. If, I think Rob's right in terms of, if it was a group stage and you got four teams per group, you'd lose your first two games, you're yeah, gone. You're that's home. right, yeah. But this one, and I, this is why I think they got it perfectly because they thought, okay, you know, we can afford, we are good enough, just like the best footballing teams at, at tournaments like World Cups, we can afford to lose. Look, Argentina won the last World Cup, right? You remember how they started? They lost to Saudi Arabia. Well, yes, South did. Africa that just won the Rugby World Cup, well, they lost their all first right, match. All right, so they can afford to start like that. Now, this is where the courage comes into from the coaching staff to say, can we do that? Because, you know, you're a player, you, you want to start your World Cup, Marky Books. You know, you, you want to start off with a bang, but you realise as you get into later rounds, the less energy that you use in the earlier rounds, mentally and physically, 
the better it is for you. And I think Australia actually did that. But I hear what Rob's saying because normally, and remember, I mean, remember they, I was saying that to Adam Gilchrist here, but I remember when they used to have two groups of six and they'd have then well, the top you, three you know teams the super sixes, sixes yeah. and you carried your points in. I think we would have seen Australia start far far quicker right. than what they did. Well, next World Cup, it's two groups of seven. Right. They're going to put four extra teams in. Right. Uh, so 14 teams. Okay. Um, and I guess the other thing that you need to remember is for that first game and a half, no Travis Head. So we took him that's, in injured. That's a, he all that's of a sudden, huge. top of the order, yeah, that's huge. shifted everything. That's huge. Sorry, yeah. now, Rob, was that? did you have anything else on that, mate? Yeah, boss, I've got a soccer question for you. Yes, buddy. Do you, to win the Ballon d'Or, do you Ballon have to win a World Cup? No, you don't, but it does help in a massive way because it is the ultimate prize. Um, the, the one thing I will say, uh, you know, especially coming from, a, you could say, a, a smaller nation in terms of footballing prowess, although once the, uh, the new world rankings will come out on November 30th, and I've been told by a good source that we will enter in the top 12% of nations in the world that will be ranked number 25, which is an excellent achievement. Is that our highest ever? Uh, no, I think our highest ever is about 14 or 12 yeah. or something like that. We'll, we'll get that. So, but it does, it does help, especially for somebody. If you look at, say, the, the two that were mainly going for it this year was Lionel Messi and Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland's Norway didn't qualify, so, you know, for the World yeah. Cup. And we saw what Messi and Argentina did. So, did. so I think it, it, it helps. It's kind of like saying, Rob, basically, like, okay, Erling Haaland, he won a treble. I mean, what else could he do? But the fact that Messi won the World Cup the points that he would have been voted for. Remember, these are votes by every nation's uh, designated journalist, and there's five, four, three, two, one points. So you, you've got to say, overall, it's, it's a fair vote, and I can understand, because Messi, it was kind of a little bit like the icing on the cake of what's well, been a wonderful a, career. There's got to be some legacy there as well. As well 100%. Right? You, but you it was a, it was a great, great achievement. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, yeah. Rob, we've got to take a break here, mate. Thanks for calling in. Keep listening. Thanks, um, Rob. That was great. Very yeah. good questions. Come on. More questions, people. More questions. In-depth sporting questions. Come on. Search your mind. Find what you want to say. The Oracle We're is very in the house. At, We're very good at listening. Amy with the news. We'll be back. Yes, you are on the run home with John and Fletcher this afternoon. You've got the prof and the Bozzo. We are... Pop, pop your microphone on, Bozzo. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Bozzo is... He wants to talk sport. He doesn't want anything outside of sport. He doesn't want no, any if, prof if it, and no, bubble no, no, from no, no, me. No, no, prof, Professor, let's go balance. We don't go one extreme to the other. It's a sports show. So let's keep the main thing, as you know, as sport. Sports however, fine. However, if we then veer off a little bit, okay. You'll but, allow it. But... The core is yes, sport. Core. Let's yes. go. I want to hear from our people. Core is sport. I like yeah, I want to hear from our people. These fans of all sports here make this country a great sporting nation. Let's hear what you've got to say. I want to hear something different today. Well, Bozo, the text line is oh. lighting up 0457-736-736. Uh, we got one here. Boz, I've always wondered, who is your all-time favourite soccer goalkeeper? All I've right. always just loved David Seaman. Yeah. What about you? I, Who's I, your favourite of all time? I love Peter Schmeichel. Going back from the old days, so people remember. I'm sure Mark, you remember some of these names. Pat Jennings, great Irish goalkeeper for Spurs and for Arsenal. Lev Yashin, the fantastic Russian goalkeeper. There was a goalkeeper as well who used to play for the former Yugoslavia called Vladimir Bayera. He was absolutely fantastic. He actually trained me uh, way back uh, in the late 80s, 90s. He, he was absolutely fantastic. Peter Shilton, Neville Southall. Uh, more recently, there's, there's been other ones as well. David De Gea was fantastic. Manuel Neuer. Um, I've got Gianluigi Buffon. Um, but when, you looked, when you looked up and there was one that you tried oh, to when I was growing up, on. Well, no, when I was growing up, I, I looked at those earlier, like the Levy Ashens, people like that. 
uh, Pat Jennings, Neville Southall, Peter Shilton, Ray Clements, bless his soul, who's passed away as well. And I thought, I'm going to take the best bits out of all of them. You know, Can I ask you there was that? another Belgium goalkeeper. I don't know if people remember. A lot of people won't. I don't want to waffle here because Jean-Marie Faf, he was outstanding as well. So, so a whole range. I used to like what, just like you guys like to watch. You know, you you love your cricket, right? Yeah. And you love your. So you like to, you know, you know, have players that you like to watch mm. from a variety of places. You say, yeah. well, uh, he's good. He's good. He's good, he's good at good that. He's good at that. What made you at that moment? commit to yeah. being goalie? Because obviously most kids grow up and you're kicking a ball yeah. around. I, you're look, reaching under eights, is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to I used to play up front and my dad likes to tell everybody I was not good enough to play outfield so I went and played in goal. And I... <laughs> you did okay. I think he's right. <laughs> no, I, I, I did a lot of hand sports. So I played a lot of rugby Ooh. league. Remember as well, you know... Um, you know, if I played rugby league and as much as we grew up together, remember Brad Fittler and I, but as I tell him continually... Uh, and I also told Anthony Mundine as well, they never would have played for Australia and New South Wales if I chose rugby league. So they were delighted <laughs> when I chose football. So uh, rugby league at school, we did a lot of boxing. Uh, there was AFL was just coming in. So I used my hands a lot. And I, I look, I, it was one thing, to be honest, I, uh, it was one thing I thought at my time, I, I, I'm actually all right at this. You know, I want to concentrate on my strengths, which weren't many. So that was it. And I thought, I just want to be the best I possibly can be. Watching Craig Johnson win that FA Cup with Liverpool in 86, I was like, I want to, be, I want to do that one day. You have, I have to say, and people might not know this about oh. you, you have remarkably large hands. Oh, thank you. That phone looks tiny. It looks like a Nokia <laughs> 2082 well, temp. Hey, uh, Dan from North Lakes has called in there. Hi, Dan. Have, you, have you got a question for the bozzer? Dan? Are you there, Dan? Let's move on to Peaches. Peaches? You there, Peaches? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Hi, Peaches. Talk to us. Hey, hey, boys. You too. How you going, mate? Thoroughly entertaining. I love listening to you, both. Thank um, you, Peaches. Brother, I want to get your thoughts on the, the National Second Division, the news that came out. What are your thoughts on it? I, I think a it's a wonder. Bit of a worry from some fans. Oh, I know, I know, and I, I if you want to, if you want, I know. Look, and I want to address that quickly, okay? Just quickly for those fans. I've seen some of the things on social media. Everyone's welcome to our sport. Now, just remember as well, there were times in the past where some people, when they used to come, say, to a game of, oh, we won't even mention a nationality, but a national, sort of a team that's got a nationality behind them, right? And sometimes, yes, I could understand because sometimes there were, there were times where, um, you know, a lot of people spoke their own language and they probably didn't, weren't as welcome. Just remember that a lot of these old clubs back then, this is 30 years ago, remember, right? They helped people that, who came from overseas to assimilate into Australian society. So, you know, I think there was a little bit of perhaps ignorance on both sides, not in a bad way. It was more fear than anything else. <laughs> But I'm telling you now, there isn't a club that has been named in those eight who don't, number one, advocate for all nationalities and races to come and play for them, to come and support them. And they just want to be part of the Australian sporting landscape. And if there isn't, you'll have it from me, from me, mm. from somebody who's, who's came from, you know, from a, an immigrant who came to Australia in 1959. Um, I will come down there with you and say, listen, are you making this person feel welcome? No problem whatsoever. But I truly believe that they will. It's a great step forward to make the league when I say the league the whole of football part as one because eventually we want promotion relegation yes, eventually absolutely. I don't really you know you have a look at some of the teams Marky will tell you there's some of the badges on some of the teams for example AC Milan if you have a look at their badge they've got they've got the the, 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 the flag of St. George the English flag because it was originally started by Englishman. Yes. Okay, yeah. there's a team in, I think it's in either Argentina or Chile. Please, one of our South Americans ring. I think it's Argentina, called Arsenal. 
All right, there's so there's all that all around. No problem whatsoever. You know, and I always think it's always good to say, oh, you know what, this club actually originally started as this way back when. Look, and and if people don't feel this way, I'm not trying to make them feel the way. But the bottom line is, I'm born here. My son's born here. My daughter's born. We're all born here, and. All they want to be is part of the Australian sporting landscape. In the past, they felt as though that a lot of people pushed them to the side. There's a lot of people that still feel that happens still. But the bottom line is, you know, as I say to them as well, whether you think that or not, it's, in my opinion, it's, a po- it's incumbent upon you to say, open your arms and say, we're here. We're here. We want to be part of the sporting landscape. There's so many people play football in this country. Everybody There's, plays well, football. Ne- there needs to be more pathways. I'm that's with you. all. I'm with you. Uh, I hope, sorry, Peaches, I went off for so long, but great, great question? question, top question. Peaches? Peaches is top to, question, uh, mate. To top question. No, top question, mate. Terrific. Really good. Understandable, Peaches, too. Peaches, we'll let you go. Thank you. Dan, are you there? Yeah. Hi, Dan. G'day, Got a question for us? Dan from North Lakes. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. How are you? An Aston Villa supporter a long, long time ago. Oh, good, good man. Are, are they playing well now, huh? Oh, it's great. Happy Superb. Yeah, I read about, I read about the kangaroo kick when I moved over to England as a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, actually, my question for you is: Do you ever regret joining Man United? Uh, no, because my originally I was there. I can understand where you're coming from, Greg. But uh, sorry, uh, Dan. Originally I was there, and my dream was to win the Premier League. And I believe that in that next window, that I had more of a chance of winning it with Manchester United than I did with Aston Villa. We've been very close. We've been around the top four, top five for three or four years. But I've become convinced, understandably, it's no problem because Man United were the Manchester City of the day in terms of their spending prowess and so forth. And remember as well, one thing that would have changed probably from today is that today the top four teams go into the Champions League. I wanted to play Champions League Mm. as well. So I believe by staying at Aston Villa, I might have won another domestic trophy. I may have won an FA Cup or a third league cup. But I didn't believe I'd have a shot at the Champions League or the Premier League. And... Hence, if you win the Champions League, you go in the World Club Championship. Well, I got, then I ended up winning two out of those three in a very short time. So, no regrets, no. But I, I've, I've got a massive special place in my heart for Aston Villa. Always look out for how they go. Thanks for calling in, Dan. Greg, Sansuzzi, you got a question for Bozza? Greg. Hello. Oh, 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 hey, Greggy. Hey, mate, how are you? How you go, Mate, I'm sensational. Derby day tomorrow, so feeling good. Oh, good man, good man. Uh, who are you supporting? I'm an FC man from the oh, beginning. Ah, Sydney FC, Sydney FC. All right, and uh, I know one of our, uh, well, our top producer here, Nathan Brooks, who basically keeps the whole station going. He's going. You're going to the match as well, I'm Mark. Going as going? Well, yes, Professor's going. Going, going as well. And guess what? The boss is going as well. Oh, wow. Go on my the Instagram. Treble. I got a wonderful invite from. Sorry to interrupt you here, Greggy, <laughs> but I got a wonderful invite from Andrew Redmayne and Ryan Grant to come. And I, of course, I'm going to come. Yeah, what an nice. absolute honour to be invited by them too. So, Derby Day tomorrow. So, what, what do you want? ask about that, Greggy, or other derbies? Uh, other derbies. You've played okay. in Manchester. You've played in Birmingham. Did you play in derbies in either, and which one was the most memorable? I played in Manchester derbies as a young kid, not in the full first team, because at the time I was playing in the first team, most regular, Manchester City were in Division 2, I think, at that time, or maybe in the Championship. But I did play in a Birmingham derby, and that was ferocious, absolutely ferocious. That was in the League Cup 
I think in 1993-94, so it was a two-legged game. And boy, and the funny thing is, for the first game, would you believe, you'll love this, Brooksy, Professor, Marky, mm. the Bozo was on the bench. He was <laughs> out the team, right? He decided, he, he had an argument about the national team. Australia had banned me from playing. Nigel Spinker was an excellent goalkeeper, won the European Cup back in 1982 for Aston Villa. He, was play, he gets injured in that derby game. Here's me thinking, although I've got no chance of playing anyway, right? So I have to go on, right? And now I start thinking about earlier that day, the police had come down saying, right, if we get this certain signal... We've had intelligence. There's going to be trouble. You've got to run off the pitch. <laughs> and I couldn't remember what it was. So I remember saying to the assistant coach, Jim Barrett, Jim, and by the way, what was the signal from the police? You have to run. He goes, don't worry. Just go on there and play. I'm thinking, so the whole game, I was thinking myself, wait for that signal. There was no signal. Team America. So I have to say that one, Greg. That was ferocious. We luckily won that one 1-0. We won the return. But, boy, that that was – I never knew – how coming from Australia, how intense that derby was. That was huge. So, Birmingham City, Aston Villa, that was like, whoa, there you go. Might have been the signal that they used in Ted Lasso. You know, I know well, you haven't watched it, but as, you know, it's no, the, as one of my it's the team, bird. As oh, one of my Irish teammates, Marky, Steve Staunton said to me afterwards that we won. So, he was like having a crack. He's always had a crack at the Bozo when we won because they started keeping calming down, right? Yeah. He went, oh, well, yes. He went, how's this for a signal, mate? If you look up, yeah? and you see no players on the pitch, don't you think maybe you should run up the pitch? I went, that's a good point, Stevie. That's a good point, buddy. Yeah. Yes, you are on the run home with the Prof and the Bowls this afternoon, coming to you from the Sporting Globe. This Christmas party's kicking off. We've just had a bunch of people come over and get photos with the Bowls. Oh, yeah. Very excited. Are you very famous? Iran, did the man say? Well, yeah, they, they like me from Iran because they beat us back in 97, so they think it's great. So, okay, whatever. Who was the A grade that got on the net? I can't remember. Oh, that didn't have nothing to do that with was it. A yeah, I'll tell you what, everything to do with it. Yeah, we, uh, we were winning 2-0 cruising, so like you got to the top of the mountain and got a nosebleed. Fell back down. That's what happened, buddy. <laughs> Forget about somebody coming on the pitch and all that. Yeah. All right, well, let's Simple not bring up that. the wall, right? But uh, you know what? No, no, no. I'm just saying to you, fair play, and they won, like I said to you. But that's what they love me. They always say to me, oh, we love you so much. And I said, yeah, I bet you do, because you beat us. <laughs> <laughs> I love everyone I beat. <laughs> uh, now, the run home with Dylan Fletch, that's brought to you by Hyundai. Big thanks to them. The Hyundai Kona N-Line. Imagine to be bold. All right, let's do some of this. All right, what are we on to? It's an NRL news update. Subscribe okay. to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, fans listening uh, to the Bulls this afternoon, you are an NRL tragic, as we know. Yeah, of course. Um, para is your team most of the time, sometimes most Roosters? The, yeah, 100%. Sometimes 100%. Now, you know what? And this Panthers team yeah, are something special. They are really special. To think what they've done in an era where there's that ridiculous communistic salary cap. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? And, and all those other restrictions, to what, what uh, Ivan Cleary uh, has achieved with that side um, has been absolutely amazing. They should be so proud of themselves. And I'm just really, you know, this is what makes it such, to be honest, it's so funny, it's ironic, it makes it an even better achievement. But the fact that they have to look to offload players for being successful yeah. is so wrong. Is so wrong. What message are you sending out? To the whole, what? So you'd be really successful that you're going to have to go somewhere else, really? Come on, man! You've got to do then, something about that. I'm, 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 Bozo, if I can I'm just saying to, you. yeah, you can. And well, I'll let you go. But I just want to the... make a plea, okay, to Peter Valandis and uh, Andrew Abdo. And uh, Andrew Abdo speaks very, very well. Guys, please, you know, you really want to have a point of difference. I said, 
drop the salary cap. Now, people are going to tell us, oh, I was going to... No, it won't. The salary cap is to ring fence teams with bigger turnovers who have got greater history and to make sure that no one can come from the... Like, just say, for example, Professor, like mm. you and I went into a data company and we made billions. Well, I know some people. Well, yeah. you know, I'd go, no, I'd, go buy, I'd go buy Parramatta and I'd go, mate, listen, you do what you want your side of money. I'm going to buy Parramatta. I want them to be champions. Well, I'd have to wait because I can only spend so much. How ridiculous is but, that? Bozo, let's use the go. Scottish Premier League. Here's my argument. Now, this Scottish is your, Premier your League. side now, yep. Every year, Rangers or Celtic. All right, but if you, you're Hibs or Hearts you're using, or... You're using a second-tier league. I'm, okay, I'm all right, talking let me about, go again. I'm talking about the best, <laughs> Sorry, the best, the best rugby league, team, uh, league in the world. Well, let's talk uh, La Liga. La Liga, S- good. Yeah. Same two teams every year, maybe three if you're lucky. Yeah, that's yeah, a fair comment. APL, APL yeah. four, or five, four to five. Yeah, okay. But Surely, remember as well, Sheffield, you know, very, very good point. But can I just stop you there? Yeah, right. go on. All right, here's the big difference. You have your equaliser, which they don't. Guess what it is? It's called the final series. So you know, these, these yeah, are the same four teams in the finals no, every they, year. But these are the these are leagues, which are again coming back to my Melbourne Cup marathon as opposed to a sprint. You've got the biggest equaliser, the top eight. This is why I think you should have more prominence as well. Who wins the minor premiership? Don't you point yeah. your finger no, at me? No, but when you're in preseason as a player, you know you don't think, oh, you know, I just want to come third, so then I'll get ready for the finals. <laughs> you want to win the league, buddy? Yeah, I know. So this is a whole year. Scotland, but, they play each other like 500 times. To- no, they play each other three times, right? So the, the 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 better teams over a long period of time, yes. But when you've got that equaliser, so you could finish 20. <laughs> I'm getting the wind up. We'll get, get back into this. I'm getting a hard. We'll Drop the ca- salary cap now. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Madge Maguire is stepping away from the Kiwis. <laughs> that, was, that was the news. Well, we don't have time. So we should. Take a break. We're going all So we should. We should. <laughs> yes, you are on the run home with John and Fletcher this afternoon. You've got the Prof and the Bozo. We're coming to you from the Sporting Globe down at uh, King Street. Well, it's really kicking off in here, Bozo. The, these guys are really starting to have some fun. Yeah, let them have their fun. Let's talk about sport again. We're going brilliant, mate. I, now, really, I really like your point with the salary. That's a great conversation. I love people to call in and see what their opinions are. Yeah, do, should the NRL drop the salary cap? We also brought up luxury tax. Happens in yeah. these American... Put it this way, there must be some way. You, in my opinion, you can't... It'd be like... Okay, it'd be like... Just say, for example, okay, let's say... Let's take Sir Frank Lowy, for example, right? Mm. Can you imagine when he built his first Westfield market that somebody from the government turns around and says, all right, that's it, you can't build anymore. You can't. Have, if you want to have a society where people are striving to be successful, not mediocre, you can't do that. So there's this situation with the boy uh, Luai, right? Is it yeah, Luai, it's right? Yeah, Luai. So, so I don't understand it. it, it the Panthers, I'm sure, if they if they could, would probably pay the extra two hundred or three. But they probably can't because of the salary cap. Yep. How ridiculous! That's it. Text in. What do you think? Should we get rid of the salary cap? Zero four five seven. Seven three six. Match McGuire as well after the break. Surely you could get an audience with Andrew Abdo or Peter Valenti. I've seen him at the fish market. I'll tell him next time at the fish market. All right, well. Hello and welcome to the second hour of the run home with John and Fletch. Jeez, we had a fun first hour. Didn't we, Bozo? I hope so. <laughs> Bozo, we did. And that first hour, that was uh, that's the tradie hour done. Well, Thanks always, to Amir Safety. We always, like, we, we always like feedback. and um, We do. From from my personal perspective, I think Brooksy and Marky have got to get involved more. Yeah, they've got to lift. I'm with you. Thank, that's thanks to Amir Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Um, PPE. Hey, I love doing this at 4pm. It's a big what? welcome. 
to our New Zealand listeners joining us. Hello, on everyone. Hello, everyone, New Zealand. Zed Kiora, and good evening. Hey, Bozzi, you told us to lift, Bozzi. What's your top three uh, New Zealand cities? Oh, I have to say number one, Auckland, where a new franchise has just started with the A-League. So congratulations to that. Number one, Auckland. I would say number two, Wellington. Mm. And number three, I, I really, really wouldn't have enough experience. Queenstown. Well, you, you can take over. I wouldn't have enough experience of travelling there to say three. But those two, Auckland and Wellington, outstanding. Outstanding. Wonderful outstanding places. people as Standard. well. Christchurch. Mm. Wonderful. Mm. Yep. Super. Uh, yep. Uh, so if you are in New Zealand, you want to have a say throughout the show, text double eight double three, Or you can slide into the DMs on Instagram at Joel Fletch. Sen. If you yeah, tell us, tell us what you think about um, Michael Maguire yeah, having the salary to. Cap. No, no, just a, a Michael Maguire New Zealand thing. Tell us what you think about the Auckland franchise for football soccer. Um, so we, we want to hear about that. Yeah. Well, and Bozo, if you're an Australian, you want to get involved. One three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Oh, text. that's what you showed me. Yeah, you yeah, Sorry, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you oh. missed the first hour, subscribe and listen to the Run Home with John and Fletch podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or download the Sen app. Uh, and the only thing is, folks, if you like behind the scenes, if you like curtains being peeled back for all the right reasons, <laughs> you can catch us on YouTube. Search Run Home with Joel and Fletch and watch all your favourite moments from the show this afternoon. Watch the Bozo really give it to Andrew Abdo and Peter Volandis about the salary cap. Oh, yes. You know what? To raise their, raise their objections. Yeah. I'm with you. You've, you've swung me around. No, I no. think you're right. No, I, I just really think, I, I, I really think the wool has been put over people's eyes when they talk about oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be... No, it's not. No, it's not. You're talking about a different... Just because what St. George, back in the day, won 11 straight. Oh, no, it's not. Let people strive. Just like that. Let them strive. Say, so, okay, you know what? Penrith have been good enough to put together a wonderful team and this, and rightfully so, they're going to get rewarded. It's up to somebody else now to come from behind and to say, right, we've got to overtake that. Yeah, and couple that with transfer fees. See, transfer fees, it's an extra part of revenue that you're missing out on your game. That goes to the clubs. To the clubs. Oh, no. So, you got, you got a, so what's the biggest rugby league area in terms of the catchment area? I would say it's Parramatta or, or, yeah, Parramatta or, 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 or Penrith. Yeah, Penrith. Right? So, easy example. Right? Forget the word salary cap. You've got a budget, right? So, I've got Nathan Brooks, you, our producer. Present. I've got you, Professor, yeah. right? Two outstanding young players. I can't keep either of you because I've got a wonderful half partnership in the first team. They're going to be there for another three or four years. But I've still got you under contract. Why can't I turn around and sell you, say, to Nick Politis at the Roosters? You know, I've had you two guys since the age of 12. You're both now 20 and 21. So I've had you guys from all that period. There's no problem to say, look, you know, we'll, we'll take 500000 for each of them. There you go. There you go. And the money goes back into the club. Okay? And it gives incentive for people to develop their own players because they know how much it can be worth. You swayed me on the Luai argument. Sorry, Brooksy, you jump in. No, here. I was because, just... Yeah, sorry, you go. No, just because he's grown up playing with these guys and he's forced out of the club because they can't afford him. It's Same with Crichton. It's silly. Sorry, Brooksy, you go with your no, point. I was just going to say, Bozza, the thing is with the NRL salary cap is that the teams pretty much get a grant that covers that salary cap. Right. So, for instance, if it's $10 million, the NRL divvies out $170 million for all the teams. 10 mm. mil each. Right? So, then you're covering the salaries. You've got the salary cap. So, in theory, you're making sure that your 17 teams are going to be Covered. financially stable, stable so, so if year to year. Yeah. Right? So, okay. if you then go into a situation where you're giving teams the same grant, but then the salary cap's wide open, then you're probably leaving yourself 
to some teams that want to be up at Penrith level. Like, let's say the Tigers and the Bulldogs, and we're hearing from Flano as well, they will pretty much offer to every good free agent that's out there. They're in the conversation they for are. each of the players. Well, yeah, but but so that's a good point. You know, what if they really all go um, overs, overs, overs? Let's say one team went Tom Dearden, Jerome Luai, that's, that's and Adam Fanua Blake so played they're, overs they're, for three guys, and then they're like, oh. Well, they're, they're speculating to accumulating. So how else are they going to break in? That's, so for whatever you say to me, there's a flip side to the coin. And yeah, you could say the same back to me. But what I'm saying to you is how they also they're going to How is somebody right now going to go to the Tigers? The only reason they're going to go there if they're going to get an offer over the odds. But if they offer over yeah. the odds, it's a team sport. No, that, so, so who else are you going to fit in? So you might have the best player, but if you've got 12 other players who are not quite the ticket... How else are you going to... You spent all on your best player anyway. Who out there, though? So why not just leave it to individuals and to say, look, listen, you can only get in debt. Here's what you can say to them. You can only get in debt to the equivalent of a certain percentage of your turnover. But allow them to say, you know what? We might go in debt next year, okay? But you know what? Two years later, we might win it. So we're going to speculate to accumulate. But you're taking that all that away now. But who's yeah. going to buy the Tigers? Which billionaire? In your scheme. Well, okay, watch this. Nobody so watch this. It, no, watch this. I'll talk freely from a business perspective, right? So one day when I make my billions, right, I will buy sporting franchises in Australia. No mm. doubt I will. But I will say to them, I and I'll look at it. Say, for example, the Tigers, right? So I live in the city and all that. Okay, I'd love to buy Parramatta. They might not be for sale. I would go then to the Roosters. I doubt they'll be for sale. But I reckon the West Tigers at the moment might be for sale. But you know what my big thing is? I want to buy them. I want to improve the infrastructure. I want to improve the club. Most importantly, I want to have the best team. Are you going to allow me to have that? Or, or, or basically, I don't need a financial, uh, what do you call it, the chief, you know, the financial of a company. CFO. CFO. I don't need a CFO. I can do it myself. You're telling me this is whatever. Yeah, I want to have the best team, the best stadium. Yeah, And you know what? The players, that's what sport's about, right? They play that. And this is a hard sport whose average years are far less than footballers, for example. And I heard another story the other day as well, Brooksy. This is what I want to find out. Is it true that rugby league players only get 30% of the total turnover towards their wages? Because if that's so, that's up. Well, I'll just give you an example. In, in football, it's two-thirds you get. Yeah. So just to, you know, they've, you know, you've got to understand sport is completely opposite. This is why it's so special. It's the players and the coaches who are representatives of the fans who are the most important people for that day of the week. They've got to understand that. Without the supporters, without the players or the fans, you have no sport. Bozo, I'm with you. I agree 100%. Marky, um, I want to hear you. You haven't said nothing either. Yeah? <laughs> no, and you haven't ordered my food with, either. Chip in yeah? when you need so to. So please much. chip in. Here's the big news. Sorry, Brooks, have you got one last no, point? No, yeah, I was thinking about what you were saying too, Bozo, but it's not going to change the turnover of players going from club to club. If you open up the salary cap and everyone's got unlimited funds to do it, then Penrith might go, yeah, I want to pay Jerome Luai 1.2 million, but there's going to be some team that's going to want to pay 1.5 because but I, I'm it's quite just certain. going to blow I mean, wages out. Jerome Luai, no, 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 all right, but it's not a, as I'm saying, sport is not a regular business. Every year things are going up in yeah. rugby league, right? Every year they are. If you've got a winning team, right, your sponsorships you can charge more for, you can charge more for your season tickets. Yep. You, everything goes up. So so should the wages go up. The reason you can do that is because of the players. So Jerome Luai, I'm sure, mate, I don't know if somebody, if he's listening or something, he probably won't be, but maybe some I'm sure, I don't know him, but I'm sure he would stay at Penrith, but for a little bit less, but not too much less. 
So, you know, if you said, like, you know, he might get 1.2 at the Panthers. Yeah. Okay, then the Bulldogs or the Tigers might offer him 1.6. Mm. Well, that's a bit of a difference. That's 400 grand a year, yeah. Professor, right? Yeah. Okay. But if you allow the Panthers to go, all right, let him, you know, if he offers him 1.4, I'm sure Jerome Lewin and his agent would go, you know what, it's 200,000 less for the sake of me basically yeah. going for a fourth yeah. title. Don't yeah. so but I, I reckon petrol. the disparity yeah. is that much at the moment. Yeah. And Penrith are going, look, listen, if we do that, what about this one? What about that one? That's what's causing the issue. But it shouldn't yeah. be that. They're being successful. They should be rewarded. I'm hearing you, Bozo. And people at home are hearing you. The text line is lighting up. 0457 736 736. Professor, can we do a straw poll? Buzzer, Bozo. <laughs> Bozo must take Abdo's job. How no. the hell are the NRL not utilising the B-man? No, 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 he's, he's far more qualified and so is Peter sure? Bolandis, 100%. Uh, no, no, but what I, can, what I can do is push for this is for the sportsmen and women of Australia to say this is wrong. It is wrong. You can have maybe a, a, a sort of a, a deviation of the financial fair play if you want to. You know, that's financial fair play. I'm talking about clubs in Europe, 66%. But I'm telling you, ultimately, it just ring fences the top clubs already. How do you have somebody come in and say, I want to make this club the best if they can only spend so much? It's not going to happen. It just ring fences the clubs that are already oh, got and we don't want to ring fences. But no. that's why the NRL gives them all the salary cap money, right? So you basically are even yeah. on player salaries. Yeah. Well, it's the same in the but TV the rest, rights it's for the Premier League. For the right, rest yes, of the, the TV rights for the Premier League, right? Industry. Every club gets the same. Yep. You get a certain amount where you finish in the league. Yep. And you also get more in the second half of the season when they, when they start choosing live games, which they're entitled to because second half of the season, people want to see Manchester City playing Liverpool. Like, no disrespect. Everyone's played their thing of games. Then after that... So you talk about disparity, La Liga, for a long, long time, it's changed now, but for, a long, for forever, Real Madrid and Barcelona used to get about <laughs> six or seven times what yeah, the rest right, of the teams yeah, used yeah, to get. Right. You know what I mean? So you give them all that, but then after that, it's up to them. Like, what, what else? Yeah. Like, what, and what so else are you agreeing with Bozza or are you arguing? No, no he's, just, to, he's just I'm, showing I'm a more holistic sort of point advocating of what yeah, he's no. saying. I, I think they need to incentivise success in the NRL. Like, not a hundred grand for a minor premiership. And... I don't know what it is in terms of finals, but they get the gate takings for the finals, exactly. the NRL, because they put the how's money that? into the salary. So there might need to be a few more tweaks. Yeah, but how's that? To go, you know what, if you make the top four, you're going to Vegas and you're going to be able to promote your brand over yeah, there. that's a good show. You know, you might be able to host a few Magic Round how's games that? if you finish in the top eight. They used to be the, same. Stuff like used to be the same with the A-League, right? So the Football Federation of Australia, or FA, they used to take all the money from the finals. How's that? I used to turn around and say... So basically, you're renting the players for free for four weeks. Yeah. When the crowds are going to be good, are, right? Are you going to yeah. compensate them? Are you going to compensate them for the wages? And that starts to make you think about AFL and rugby league. Why they? Why the accent was always on grand finals? Now we're a grand final country. Okay, we've all got used to yeah. it. But I reckon originally when it was first decided, rather than being first past the post, the grand final was with the side of champions. Mm. The main reason was because of that. Do yeah. the AFL yeah. take all the takers? Yeah. The gate takers? Apparently, sure. yeah. Apparently do they? they do. Jeez, I yeah, apparently they do. But I should say to the clubs like in the A-League, like, you're using nuts. So you're basically saying, all right, you can rent our players. Yeah. Like, the old Football Federation Australia uh, used to come in and basically, you know, where normally the club officials would sit there. And they'd, take, they'd sit there themselves and they'd take all the takings from the final series. How does that work? <laughs> no problem. All right, you take because a they'll portion. they'll put it back in next so season, I'll give you right? Exactly. I'll give you an example. So... English FA, when they have the FA Cup, the oldest club competition in the world, uh, knockout competition market, the English FA Cup, when they have games, 40% of the crowd goes to Professor's team, 
40% goes to Marky's team, the other 20% goes to the English Football Association. Yeah, yeah that's probably how it should work. Well, but... But they've all just sat down for the last 18 months. Do you think they thought of this And nutted out the CBA. Yeah, 100%. Like but you can't change things radically, right, in one negotiation. You've got to probably chip away at it over a decade that's or a, two that's decades. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Because, because you're very sensible. The I'm competition's not. been <laughs> going on since 1908. And we've evolved. Yeah. And we've brought teams in from other countries and other states. And yeah. You've got to try and go, you know what, this didn't really work out for us, this negotiation. We want a bit of this, but we'll give you some of that I back. I understand, because you so, haven't got, like, say, for example, you haven't got, like, a European competition, right? So, where you got to, you know what I mean? So, this is the competition. Yes. Yeah, you don't right, really, yeah, we my, saw the internationals yeah, aren't yeah. working. But my, at heart, I'm still a player. I.e., at heart, I'm still a worker. Yes. So, no problem. I understand that there are bosses and this, that, and the other, and people have got budgets, but... One of, the, one of the reasons, not all the reasons that I chose sport, is that because it's different. As much as it's a business, it's different. In our sport, it was the one day a week where, say, when it became organised in England, Marky, where, say, if it was a mining town, where the boss, the big boss of the town, like I said, would go, you know, to the workers who were all the fans, your best 11 who were the players, plus whatever's on the bench, plus the managers, this is your day. This is towards you. I don't need, this is towards you. Don't forget that. Without those components, the fans, the players, the coaches, the game doesn't happen. And also, the big owners will say, without us, true, true, it doesn't happen to the extent that it may happen with you. That's no doubt. And we adore the fact that you're in there. But don't you want to be in it to win it? Don't you, aren't you in it to win it? Or are you just in there to go, all right, you know, next year you can win or the following year you can win? Come on, man. Where's your competitive drive? Uh, and so Madge McGuire, he... Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. No, no, let's talk about match. Let's Kiwis. talk about... Have no, we got no. time for this, Brooks? Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about right. Michael Maguire. Let me uh, read this to you. Completely, yeah, completely understandable, in my opinion. The New Zealand Rugby League, NZRL, yep. confirmed that Michael Maguire will be stepping down from his role as head coach of the New Zealand Kiwis, effective immediately. The move comes amid speculation Maguire is in the running to fill the vacant Blues Origin head coaching position for 2024 during his six years in the Kiwis role. Maguire won 12 of his 18 test matches. Jeez, that's good. Yeah. Including a record 30-0 victory over the Aussies. Uh, early this month in the no. Pacific Championships final. No. Uh, so, are we thinking it's a done deal with the Blues? Well, it must be, surely. There's, there's, Roxy, no, way, there's no way he would put that job at risk, I wouldn't have thought, especially after his success. If there was no Blues job, there's no problem, is there? Like, exactly. Why there's would no, you step down? Yeah, there's uh, no other job there that he's found somewhere? There's no... Well, there no. could be. Well, he's no. obviously... Is he still an assistant with the Raiders? Oh, yeah, but that, Raiders, that's surely, so that's surely got to go yeah. as well. If he wants yeah, to be not, Blues coach. You're not... That's coming back to what I said to you about before about paying, you know, and that will be a lot of it. Because if I'm Matt Maguire or his agent, I'll be saying to, say, the, the New South Wales rugby, I'll go, uh, rugby you know, league, okay, he needs to be compensated for this. He'll give these jobs up, but you've got to pay him the right way. And it'll be very similar to Luai's situation. I don't think they want the full amount, but they want something close for him to give that all up. That's understandable. Yeah. I think a lot of people overlook that. Because he's doing that assistance job, New Zealand job, he's earning. You know, he's done a good job. So just to go to then to one job, that's where you've got to pay him what you're worth. So I'm sure Michael Maguire, being the man that he is, that I, I assume him to be, he'd be like, listen, we've got to be up front with my current employers, Mark, and say, I've got this offer here. And they're like, well, okay, well, fine, but you're not doing our job or whatever. I don't know. See, the Raiders thing, I, I really don't know. That, that, can, you know. that can have a conflict of interest type of thing where people will think, oh, is he a bit biased? Or I don't think that's the case. But the general look will be, okay, you know, either you're with the Blues all the way and that's it, 
But also, and it's hard for the man, Michael Maguire and his agent to say this, he's going to look at it from a financial perspective. So if he's not missing out too much, if you're missing out 100, 200,000, I would have thought that's okay unless you're completely desperate, which is understandable as well. But if it's, for example, he has to give out that job and he's, and he's, going to, like, he's missing out now on 500,000, then that's understandable yes. that he's like taking it into consideration. Yeah. Um, See, how much, I, I don't know how much you think you get paid as New South Wales manager. Uh, I'm not sure. Laurie Daly, if you're listening. Um, or <laughs> just text us. Maybe, maybe, text maybe us. it's in their contract. I've had that in my contract before. Just, yeah, the terms must remain more than likely confidential as well. So we could, we're yeah. probably guessing. Well, uh, you don't need to. Do you really need to disclose it? There's only two teams. It's not like it's a competitive no. market and you're representing the state that you come from. So no, it's don't. like, I'm going to do it for two years. Doesn't need to be out there that he's getting paid ten million or about the, ten grand. The, let's be honest, really, outside the grand final, this is rugby league's like yeah. ultimate. This is rugby league's. You have to say ultimate. I, ultimate yeah. thing. I, I would and, say it is the ultimate. Yeah, that's but what I'm saying. Don't you think that? And the players he's coaching are so good that is like, should he be? What I'm trying to say is, should he be getting paid as much as an NRL coach should be? Because surely these players are far well, more set and forget. I don't, I don't think they could justify it, the uh, the New South Wales Rugby Federation paying him like an NRL coach. I don't know what you think. I want to hear you, Mark. You get involved. Um, <laughs> I don't think they could justify paying him because the NRL coach is going all year round, mate. That's, yeah. All year round. Yeah, this is like, you know, he has to go and watch a lot of games. He's obviously very, very intensive for that period. But I'm sure the, from the NR, uh, the New South Wales Rugby League Federation, from their perspective, he's like, listen, mate, the bottom line is you're watching games. Yeah, the six weeks are very intensive, but you're not all year round just like a, a manager of a of a club side. No. Is. I mean, they're there 24-7. They'll be there now starting their pre-seasons, you know, going over things. That's completely different because really you're just picking players on form. That's all. International coaching is different, hence why not as well paid. Well, in, in our sport anyway. From the origin and international calendars don't really clash no. in, with regards to this situation. But and, and it wouldn't make him biased to pick because he can't pick New no. South Wales players for so you're saying New he Zealand anyway. He, I think he could have done it but that word, the optics from the New Zealand side, that's like, oh, you're going to go halfway through a year and, well, let's and hear focus from in New on New Zealand. South Wales. I want to hear what New Zealand exactly. has got to say about yeah, that. Yeah, double eight, double three. What do you think? Should Madge have stayed with the Kiwis? And I also want to hear, who do you think should take his job now? Who do you want next in the seat? Yeah, who would be the Kiwis? Stacey Jones, yeah. Nathan Kalis have been names. Well, on Wednesday, touted. somebody was tossing up Andrew Webster. Do the do double. Do the double. Do the Warriors into the Kiwis. If anybody could do it. And that would be a good thing, wouldn't it, that um, Andrew Webster might want to bring players, from, uh, Kiwi players from Australia, let's say, e.g. Joey Manu, over to the Warriors and go, hey. But what about Andrew Webster's job with the Sydney Morning Herald? How does he manage that as well? That's a tough one. Oh, yeah. it's a different Andrew Webster. No, sorry, yeah. sorry, guys. Sorry. That's a, no, no. You were going so well. I was. Sorry, was I made that 24 pounds. Just a little joke, everyone. It was very, <laughs> very good. Hey, the text lines are lighting up. Yeah, well, um, I want to hear it. Come yeah. on. Let me read a couple to you here. Bolzer, yes. do you think the NRL should have an FA Cup-style comp? Of course they should. They should, be play, they should play longer as well. I told you, you think the season's too long. But what are they? No, how, how about, it's you the longest off-season. No doubt. It's the hardest game in the world. I will repeat that because of the knocks and all that. But they can spread it out much more. And you can have bigger squads. Of course they should. Anyone who's old enough to remember the Amco Cup when I was growing up, it was brilliant. That's where you blood your youngsters. Yeah. That's where you have the squads, mate. Oh, okay, yeah. But you've got to have a home and away season. It's really... But, but they'll turn like, into cricket then where you're playing a T25 no, days after a World that Cup. That would be finished by now. But 
you, you can't, like, they finish when? September. There's like October, November, December, January, five months off season. It's part time. So would you say like a NRL FA, FA Cup style would 100%. be like, oh, you can play a minimum of four NRL players and a maximum of 10? No. Nah, nah. So you can blood the Whatever young you guys want, nah. but put some Whatever stars want, in there nah. as well? Whatever you want. No restrictions. Well, this is Matt. Matt has said, uh, you know, someone like a Forestville Ferrets, you know, playing Newtown in the early rounds and then they work their way in. Why not? And the Ferrets. That's what we, so that's what we do. So the FA Cup's already started in England. You know that. Yeah. So where the big teams, the big teams come in, in the third round in January, first week in January. But teams are playing now for their dream. Yeah, but you've got to lengthen the season, man. Like, honestly, you know, you can have a winter break, winter, you can have a winter break for the state of origin. So you, you, you play up the state of origin, you have three or four weeks off for the state of origin, everyone stops with focus. During that time, you can have your transfer window, so there's all speculation about this one, that one, whatever. Mm. But everyone's mainly focused on on those three weeks for the state of origin. There's no conflict of club, people getting injured. You know, how many... I mean, look at the Rabbitohs. You can't tell me that Rabbitohs, they were flying before the origin. All of a sudden, that player's taken here, have taken there. They, their season collapsed. And then people say, going, oh, this and that. Yeah, because I, I'm telling you now that, that the origin, it, it should not impinge on what is your competition. But they're worried about the AFL pouncing. Oh, and we're what? Just playing Don't one worry game about the crap. AFL. Oh, okay. Just oh. worry about yourselves. Okay. No, Let you the AFL do no, what I, they I do. That's yeah? a silly thing to say. No, but don't worry about them. You only got one team in Melbourne anyway. Who cares? New South Wales and Queensland are where your main teams are. Okay? And you know what? If, to, to look and worry about the AFL shows me insecurity. Let them go. They do great what they do, whatever. Just worry about yourselves. That is Mark Bosnich for the NRL. That's good. That's oh. the truth. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking you. a bit of that myself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you are on the run home this afternoon with the Prof and Boz. We're at the Sporting Globe. We're on for the next ooh, hour I like and a half. That, the prof. Make sure you listen in. We'll, <laughs> we're around all afternoon. Yes, welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks to MFP Easy. Voted Queensland's best fiberglass pool builder and Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. Uh, if you're in New Zealand and want to have your say, just remind you, you can double text us. Sorry, you can text us on double eight, double three, or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Joel Fletch F-E-S-E-N. Also, coming up in the final hour. Sorry, I've just had a very spicy piece of chicken and it's mm. affecting Happened me. to you on Wednesday. Right, uh, coming thanks, up in Mikey. the final hour, the quiz, thanks to Wilson. That's Wilson Sporting Goods pack, including a castaway volleyball, a set of Wilson golf clubs, and more. For over a century, Wilson has led the way in innovative sporting goods empowering every human to live like an athlete so we're going to be super doing a shout out for you to join the quiz that's on 1300 01 1170 well i guess i'll call in i want to hear about sport more more you got more, a question for sport. Sport. Anything. Sport. come on anything. any sport let's go doesn't matter let's go can let's be talk. epl yeah. can be okay uh, we're going to text in dating here tips. Uh, this is from andrew bozza you are off your tree the success of the nrl over the last 10 years is because of the salary cap. The game has never been stronger. Each game is competitive, unlike the boring EPL from Andrew. Well, let me open up the curtains for you, Andrew. Go for it. The EPL is the most watched sporting competition in the whole world. So just to let you know that. Number two, every game competitive. What about when teams can't make the top eight towards the end of the season? Doesn't that, doesn't that Doesn't that leave that open as well to, to other things as well? And in terms of the salary cap, you may have a slight point, but I will say it's not because of that. It's because of the players and they want to excel. So, um, yeah, boring EPL. I'm not sure because you've got three things to play for, really. Place in Europe, the title, 
and to stay in the competition as well. And like I said, if you want to, yeah, you know, like I said, most watched sporting competition in the world. So, um, yeah, there you go, buddy. So, Bozo won Andrew nil. No, no, Bozo started off 1-0, but then he just got B4-1. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the news. And there, we're back in. Three, two... Oh, we're, we're back, back in on. now, Bozo. Oh, Thank back. you, Amy. <laughs> You're on the run home with uh, the prof and Bozo. Normally, Joel and Fletch. Thanks to Hyundai. <laughs> Kona and line imagined to be bold. Yes, another reminder. We are on YouTube. Search Joel and Fletch and subscribe. Uh, now, during the break, Bozo has asked Mark or the tourists for a nice early touch here. Um, Especially when it comes to football. You, yeah. you take it to a different level, buddy. You do take it to a different level. So, huge news. So, we're all going, and we're all going to the derby tomorrow? Sydney yes. FC versus Western Sydney Wanderers? Let's say yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah! yeah. Who do you think is going to win? Tourists? Let's go to you. Oh, Western Sydney at the moment. They're so, Alexa, so, Alexa, so, Western Sydney, it's only been four games in, right? Yeah. And Western Sydney are on top of the table with eight points. Sydney FC lost their first three, sacked their manager, Steve Corica. I think it was it was inevitable, and now I've appointed Ufak Talley, who's a ferocious, a very good manager, but ferocious in terms of what he instills in his team. And they won their first game against Adelaide away, five-one. About four-nil up at half-time, and we've got the derby coming tomorrow. So come on, Marky, give it to us. Give well, us the reason why the Wanderers will win. You know what? Now that I've thought about it for longer than thirty seconds, I'm yeah. actually changing my. Because reminded me of the 5-1 win by Adelaide. And they finally started playing Sydney. This youngster, Jaden Kucharski, Jaden yeah. Kucharski, came yeah. on, started for Sydney for the first time in their 5-1 victory, scored two goals, made Joe Lolly, who looked like a bit of a slow, aging English winger, made him look good. Oh, wow. As, yeah. as well, he scored two goals. And the, the, the uptake of Uffi, Uffi Talak, Yep. Um, I, th I think, Talley, I think yep. Sydney win it. There you go. 21-year-old Jaden yeah, Kuchalski. Yeah, there you go. Why do you stay quiet, Torres? That was a very good hit-up. That was huge. It and was an offload. Yeah. yeah, come through the Sydney system. It was with Sydney FC youth, Sydney FC under-21s, and now on the main side. The guys on the global game. Yeah. And, uh, and any, any football supporters listening right now, please ring in. Tell us about that. Tell us about who should start. Tell us about what type of system you think each team should play tell us about something yeah about that's really going to tickle you for this game one three hundred zero one eleven seventy so Bozza, yes you're I going, did a bit of, you're yes i am i oh, will be there wait. with bells on i don't know what uh color i'll be wearing it's all right what do you mean i should be blue i should be sky blue but <laughs> you flip between those but, but we worked no, we worked both. on it for a bit and i sort of wanted to be impartial and i'm waiting for the wolves to get Oh, your Wolves are uh, you know? okay. Steelers, a lot, a lot, a lot of Hawks, Wollongong Do you know how many people I've spoken to the last two weeks, oh. especially after the announcement of the second division, said, I can't wait for it to start. I've been waiting yeah. for my but local I'm team Northern to come Spirit. in. Well, that's, there you go. Northern, Northern Spirit, are they in? Uh, very, no, uh, no, no, but, could be. no, but North Sydney Oval. But philosophically, we yes. can say that they're oh. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's still going to be some more teams coming. So, so when we were working together on match day Saturday yeah, on for a bit, uh, Ufi was looking after Phoenix. Correct. And he sort of brought in a successful era there. So what was, the, what was the hallmarks of what his teams, uh, his he'll bring well, from the Phoenix I'm to the I'm Sydney FC now, team? These teams are always super determined, yeah, super organised. And super passionate. I can't remember it. It's very, very rare. I mean, you, you could say a little bit like your Michael Maguire type, type of training. You know what I mean? Nothing, or even Craig Bellamy. Nothing overly flash, yeah? 
quite simple, but sometimes the beauty is in the simplicity. But they're always very ferocious. They're very well. You, you know you're going to get a game with a team managed by him. And on the other side, you've got Mark Rudin, who we know very well, Rudin. who worked with us too, um, who will be he's looking to bring the glory days back to Western Sydney Wanderers. He'll know that because he knows Ulfie very well. So he'll want his team to counter that. Remember, and we, they used to say this to, as young kids at Manchester United, in that first 20 minutes, and this goes, I reckon, for rugby league as well, it'll be the same. In that first 20 minutes, when you're playing a team that you think that you're a better team than Marky, you know, you've got to match their will, but they used to say, like, you know, you know, at least match the will of the opposition. Win that first 20 minutes and show them that you're not going to be out-battled because if you allow them to out-battle you, then they think they can walk all over and your football will take over. Can you tell us the, the Ulfi Talley story? What's his story? Where's he come from? Where did he play his, where did he play his trade? Well, Ulfi Talley was a really good player in his in his own right. He's of, he's of Tur- In midfield. He's a midfield player. Okay, what country? Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's of Turkish, Turkish uh, right. background. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, had a, had a really good career. I first came across him when he was still playing, I think it was for the old North Queensland team. Was it North Queensland? The Fury. The Fury, remember? Uh, yeah, and Robbie Fowler had come and was playing and, and there right. was a match. So that's, that's where I really sort of first come across him. Um, like I said, you know, he started off at Marconi Stallions. He played for one of uh, Turkey's greatest teams in Galatasaray for a while. Um, then went on loan here, there, done, done all, and then came back here as well. I remember Dwight York telling me about him to Sydney FC in the inaugural season of the A-League when Sydney FC won, so he knows about Sydney. Uh, and then uh, basically has had that time as a manager, not only of the elder teams, but of teams like Sydney United. He, he was manager of the young Australian team. Um, he was an assistant to Stephen Corica for some time. Yes, and then he yeah. went on his own to Wellington Phoenix, and, uh, and now he's at Sydney, understandably so, like I said, because I think it had got to the stage. I, I really do think if the financials hadn't been uh, perhaps an issue, I think maybe Stephen Corica would have went last season. So understandable this season. I mean, you just feel it amongst the fans. That are, you know, but he'd done a, overall a great job as a player and a manager over 19 years, but it was time for him to go. Now, the big news in domestic football this week is this national second tier that's been announced. We yes. have chatted about it on the show, but let me read this to you. So, Sydney United is one of eight clubs that were announced by FA. And Marconi. That's right. At a media conference on Monday, joining Arpia, Leichhardt, Avondale, Marconi Stallions, Preston Lions, South Melbourne, Sydney Olympic, and Wollongong Wolves. So, Boom. for all of us that grew up watching uh, football uh, back in the day before the A-League was a thing, these were all the teams that we used to see on. It was yeah. SBS on a Sunday, right? Correct. Yeah. I, 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 I think so. I, mean, I, I left, think it was in, I left in 1988. Yeah. But they were, they were part of you know what was then the National Soccer League. Yeah, so, the NSL, I remember um, that. You know, th- these clubs, this is what I keep trying to say to everyone, and I can understand there are certain fears, but I just want to ally those fears, okay? These clubs were very, very important to these people who come to this country after the Second World War specifically, to help them assimilate into Australian society. And let's not forget as well, during that time, you know, this is a long, we're talking 30, 40 years ago, society wasn't as open in terms of saying, oh, I'm going to embrace, you know, the immigrants as they are today. Back then it was a little bit more, oh, I don't really know about that. So, so it was very important. And I can understand because there were times when people looked at us and sort of thought, what the hell has this got to do with us? Understandable. But times have changed. People have changed overwhelming majority of people that go to these games are proud of their roots but they're not enslaved to them i.e. that they they were born here and they all those clubs you mentioned they all look to 
every nationality, regardless of where you're from, first and foremost to Australia first. And they just want to provide a pathway for the most popular sport in Australia to be able to go through. And the ultimate thing with this would be promotion relegation. But I want to hear what you guys think of it. You've heard what I thought about at the start of the show. Mark, you start, what do you guys think of it? As somebody who has grown up with relegation and promotion, the fact that we're finally getting there in Australia, I think is huge. Ooh. I think it is such an underrated part of football that I'm just so used to being from the UK. It, it's just, I've always had relegation and promotion. Yeah. And it makes football so good. I've said it before, my team has been relegated and promoted in my lifetime three or four times either way. Yeah. And it doesn't make the enjoyment any well, less. Well, what you're doing is you're removing the dead rubbers. Absolutely. So all of a sudden at the end of the season when you're watching, say, last year, I don't know, Titans, Tigers or whoever Tigers, it was. Tigers, yeah. You, can't, like, you, only, you, you don't know what I said. There's no wooden spoon. Remember, they used to say we're paying for the wooden spoon, but whatever. Big difference now. Now you're saying, what? Well, I've got to If they lose... They could be in a playoff or they could go, yeah? What you about you? What you don't you even get the wooden spoon anymore. But yeah. like, I think we won't see it in our lifetime, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with it and if it grows and develops and then the NRL and AFL might start. What do you start. mean in our lifetime? We're not well, I, I oh, think, no, he's talking no, about I, more the AFL. Well, maybe. Uh, I'm um, only 40. What are you putting yeah, no, in the ground already? But no, but there's yeah, things but, that you'd think would change by now. Yeah. That we've seen in 20 years that just wouldn't, right? So that's why I'm, I'm saying that it could and it would be great, but it's going to take a few years to roll oh, out, right? We will. So yeah, we'll, we'll. it's going to be yeah, 2032 we'll. yeah, we'll. by the time we may have promotion yeah. relegation. Yeah, maybe. But at least they've got something to aim for. That's but, what I was yeah. saying to them but years ago. Just it, give them something to aim for. If AFL yeah. and NRL get that, get to that stage, I'm not saying they need it right now, yeah. but if they can get to that stage, it'll be epic. Like, there'll huge. be so many amazing Absolutely games. Huge. No, 100%. Because you know, I'm thinking to myself as well, you know, say, say for example, right now, say Newcastle in the A League, right? They're owned by four other A-League clubs. They're, they're struggling, right? They're struggling, right? Mm. So wouldn't it be okay like, to say, like, okay, they're struggling, Mark. You know what I mean? Like, all right. They, they can't spend that much. So if they get relegated, they can regroup for a couple of years. And, you know, and if they don't, they get relegated again. Bad luck. You know what I mean? But there's other teams there. You know, like South Melbourne, you know, who got named Oceana Club of the last century. You know, they, they bid to come in. You know, they, they get crowds. They get crowds, anything between... Seven and a half to twenty thousand people, right? South Melbourne would, right? Mm. They bid to come into the A League. Imagine how they feel when they watch Western United getting like, yeah, like the amount of people you can count on the TV, pretty much. Yeah, some, you know, sometimes you know, it, 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 like you know what I mean. So these are clubs that? that have got a lot of base support. And another thing as well, a lot of these clubs, Brooks, in this is goes for all sports. They own their own grounds. That's enough. That could be a subject in itself that we talk about. Uh, what teams, sporting teams in Australia, own their own grounds? Because that's huge. Possibly we're going to take a break. Do we? Um, yeah, lots more uh, football to talk about, including the 13th A-League franchise given to Auckland. Yes. Stick around for that. You're on the run home with John Fletch. It's the Prof and the Bowls this afternoon. Yes, you're on the run home with Joel and Fletch, thanks to Hyundai, the Hyundai Kona N-Line. Imagine to be bold. Excuse me, madam. Can I have some salt, please? Oh, yeah, sorry. Thank you. Uh, sorry, sorry, we've just had our food arrive down here at the Sporting Globe. Goodness sorry, me, I've we're back on air again. Yeah, we? we are. What have you got? Uh, Portuguese wrap. Anyway, back to sport. Let's back go. to sport. Um, if you do want to get involved in the show, give us a call one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. We've had a lot of people calling in to well test the temperature with bowls. Is what's happening? That's okay. What do no you think problem. about this? What do you think about that? No, why not? Let's, let's do it. We've actually had a guy. Everyone, just to let you know. So, for those who don't know, we're at the Sporting Globe because the offices of SCN are being refurbished. 
to the Sporting Globe here at King Street Wharf in the city centre of Sydney. And there's a chap that's actually came over to us and asked, could he call from here, from just past the pool table? So it'd be interesting to hear what he's going to talk about. He could just he come over and he, grab one of the He lights. goes, I heard you talking about football. Can I talk about football? So you can talk about whatever you want. So come on, guys, call, text in. Text we want to get, uh, We want to get engaged. We want to know what you're feeling. What you're feeling is important, okay? We need to know. Not only we need to know, the sports need to know. Now, we are getting lots of text messages. Andy's written in national second div division. Yeah. Not very national, all clubs, Victoria or New South Wales. Clubs. Well, at the moment they are because they've actually satisfied the requirements that have been strictly put in place by Football Australia. So they're calling it national second division. It's more as a, as a future type of thing than it is than it is right now because as you make the point, they're just New South Wales and Victoria, but there are extra spaces. And as teams basically tick those boxes in terms of what they need to come in because they don't want it to fall over all right it can very they're taking a real gamble here gamble gamble here which no problem who dares wins so you know what i mean let them go don't get picky about things like that let's see how it goes let it go and you know what if it falls it falls who cares eh? who um, cares and we're going to take a break here boss we'll come back with that text message in a sec you're on right, the run man. home with joel and fletch we'll be back you're on the run home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks. Run, 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 run. The Hyundai Kona N-Line, imagine to be bold. Uh, the wonderful singing voice you can hear is uh, former Manchester United Oh, OK. Keeper. Sorry, sorry. I didn't know we're back on our apologise, buddy. Um, and we're having a wonderful afternoon. If you've got a question for Boz, give us a call. Yeah, but we're going to read them out. You've got to read out more texts. We don't have to answer them all. I want people to, to have due attention paid to their texts and calls. I appreciate the feedback, Boz. I'm doing my darndest. All right, yeah. here we go. You know what's going to happen? What? He'll be doing it with Julian King after 6 o'clock, if that doesn't oh, happen. Oh, are you going to hang around? Oh, I'll do, are you, you let me do it last time, Kingy. Fair enough. Fair play. Good. Sports Central. In all fairness, I threatened him. But he did still you let me do him. it. Yeah. What, did you, what did you say? Who did you threaten? Julian no, I said, King. I said, there's people that have called during our show that have waited and deserve to be heard. He said, okay. And as he was sort of taking his time, so I said, it's quite simple. If you don't let me listen to them calls, you will not be doing your show. I'll be doing it. <laughs> well, sir. Well, but I'll just tell them the truth. Absolutely. And for more of those truth bombs, make sure you stick around for the next hour. Bozza, we're just warming up. Here's the news. Yes, we are into the final hour of the run home with John and Fletch, thanks to Hyundai. Hyundai, he, the Hyundai Kona N-Line, imagine to be bold, it's uh, Friday, that means it's Friday fun times. you got the prof and you got Bozza this afternoon, uh, I hope you're enjoying the show so far, it's, uh, goodness me, it's fever pitched, it's, you keep it at an up tempo, Bozza, you we keep must, it. You, we must, uh, mate, we owe it to our listeners I know. and our I viewers, know, we must, we must. Uh, a big Come welcome. On, we're sitting here talking about the greatest thing on the planet, sport. You're 100% right. They deserve it. Uh, welcome listeners on the SEN track stations across New South Wales, Queensland and the ACT. Hope we find you well. Hope you enjoy the next hour. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Just a reminder, search Joel and Fletch SEN and subscribe today. Lots of fun and shenanigans taking place on YouTube. Uh, coming up in the final hour, we have the Wilson quiz. Get ready to call him. 1-300-01-1170 is the number. We're getting into that real soon. But now, Bozzo... A man that both of us have worked with. Uh, we're about to get to a man that's worked uh, <laughs> with us for, for a long time. Oh, he's there. In yep, terms of all your yep. 
hosts that you've worked with. And you've worked with some of the best. No one can see what you just did. That was brilliant. Thank you. This is I wanted you to rank, if you had to pick one of the hosts that you've ever worked with. Number one. To talk with in this. This guy's number one? Yeah. Currently, he uh, does a podcast, Willow Talk, which is very good on this yeah. all about the cricket. I used to sit next to him and actually look, you know, to, to, so if, watch out, watch out, mate. SEN sign. Oh, the SEN yeah. sign just fell on That's Brooksy, right. for those That's of you playing right. along. Well, Are you okay, Brooksy? I, I won't tell the story because we'll, we'll go on because was, that, that was quite unsettling. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right, buddy. It happens. Uh, sorry. Yes. Yeah? Uh, yes, the sign just yeah. fell on Brooksy. That's anyway, understandable. Yes, yeah, so we're talking about yeah. the P-man, Adam Peacock. Is uh, waiting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, look, listen, the, the best. I used to look sometimes because those who don't know, when you're on camera, you have those cameras, as you know, Professor, right at you. And the overwhelming majority of presenters use... Auto cues. The auto cues, yeah. Adam just has little points and he keeps talking. He I used to have to he look. Knows. So, that, yeah, so... So there you go. Very, very lucky. Very, very, very lucky. lucky. So he's just, he's fresh off working on Channel 10 for the races. Uh, got, he knows everything there is to know about the round ball, about football. Please welcome the P-man, Adam Peacock. Welcome, Adam. <laughs> Hello, Professor. Hello, Bozza. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Brooks very is well. here too, and so is Marky. Oh, Marky and Brooksy. Sorry. Yeah, hey, yeah they're both here. Yeah. How actually, my, my, a sign just, a SEN sign just fell on Brooksy. Marcus just going to beat the people up who accidentally flicked it on him. So, <laughs> yeah, so if we get interrupted, it's not because of anything else, but we've um, basically been escorted off the premises. But anyway, good to have you here, buddy. Absolutely. Now, P-Man, you followed that World Cup victory very closely. I was tuning into Willow Talk. Throughout the whole World Cup, you and Hads did a great job, and then Elisa uh, towards the end. Uh, mate, Boz is in here saying... It's the greatest World Cup victory by any Australian side ever. Do you agree on that sentiment? Uh, in terms of winning the title uh, in the circumstances, I'd, I'd agree. Um, 99 was pretty good because they were hopeless for the first half of the tournament and then mm. came good and had that dramatic uh, draw against South Africa. 03, they just, um, just put the cleaners through everyone. 07, they did the same. So they were the two best sides. Uh, 2015 was special on home soil, but... I think in terms of against the odds, yeah, that that um, that has to be the best. Maybe just with 87 behind them when Alan Porter's side were regarded as a bit of no hopers back then. But goodness sakes, winning that over there in those circumstances when it was all set up for an Indian win was, was just, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I think we have to qualify. I, I said, like, for me, it was one of the great Australian sporting moments. Um, of all yeah. time, and also in that one-day World Cup, because there would have been other more exciting, you know, and you know, like, like I said to you before, and I said this, I don't know if you, you wouldn't have heard it, Adam, but I said, like, for example, you know, qualifying for the World Cup against Uruguay Massive, would yeah. be in one of the greatest Australian sporting moments, yes. but this is, this is sort of, in my yep. opinion, different. It's just like winning yes. the World Cup. Yeah, that was just thing. qualifying, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I think, yeah, I think, I think that pretty much covers it. And Adam, uh, we'll start off local and then we'll go abroad about your beloved Newcastle. Uh, Derby <laughs> Day tomorrow. Uh, let, yeah. Tell us about the Derby Day, yeah? Oh, it's the best. Um, Sydney Derby, it's, it's, it's right up there with um, a football experience, having not uh, experienced what you've experienced, Bozzo, around the world, but um, a couple of things here and there. A, a great Sydney Derby in front of 40,000 at Allianz Stadium is is right up there in terms of atmosphere. So um, I think these are two sides that have, have the capabilities to go at each other in, the, in an attacking sense. So it's it's set up, I think, for a, a great night. And um, hopefully there's a crowd that justifies the standing of, of what is. And when we were doing it, Bos, we always yeah. used to look forward to this, whether or not we're going well, or we sitting there in was, the studio. There was 60, six, exactly, there were 60,000 there one, one year, I remember. An opening yeah, game of the season yeah. at Acor Stadium. 
Yeah, yeah about seven years ago that was. So there's been yeah. a few issues with the A-League since then in a political sense and off the field and what's going on and how's it being managed and finances and all that. But the point is that the football is still extremely watchable. And I'll, I'll mm. say that to a blue face. It, it is good football still of an A-League standard. So um, this will be a heightened game tomorrow night. And, yeah, it'll be... In, if you like your football, watch it because you'll be entertained. All right, and, and just uh, we had a, quite a few texts in and somebody was talking about this young boy, Kacharski. Um, yeah, Jaden Sydney. Kacharski. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, what do you know about him? Obviously, he's a junior that's come through. Tell us about him. Yeah, well, he, he used to jump around in the cove, I think, or, or we're around with Sydney fans not that long ago. He was, he was on the other side of the fence and now uh, talented young player, quick little winger, can realise a goal. He scored a wonder goal in an Australia Cup game a couple of months ago um, to get Sydney FC through and they went on to win the competition. But I think Uffi Tallow, the new manager, he's going to give him a real chance. He, he didn't get a huge chance under Steve Corica for a variety of reasons. But I think this this kid's got something. So hopefully he gets a good run of games because that's what they need at that age. And yeah, he's one of a few um, on either side that are, are young and capable of, of coming up with their best moment yet in the football pitch for their club. Okay. P-Man, will you be heading out there tomorrow night? Because uh, Boz is there, I'm there. Brooksy's there. I, th- I thought we could have a little Marky's reunion. there as well. Marky's there. I won't because uh, one of the girls is dancing in a dance at Stedford and the seven-year-old has no babysitter at home. So I've magnanimously put my hand up because actually I want to watch the other derby, the, the Central Coast Newcastle derby before, so I can watch both in the comfort of my living room and um, do my duties as a father. It's fantastic. But what a wonderful father you are. But just to let you know, the option is that you can leave your your lovely daughter with my yeah. wife and our two, if you wish. Beautiful. Yeah. Just one little, just one little, you know, in brackets, you know, NB, note well. If she does come back and happens to sort of start saying words that you never heard before, sorry about that. Yeah, but, but other than that, it'll be a fantastic time. Yeah? All right, now let's talk about your beloved Newcastle in the UK. A huge week coming up. Um, obviously, yeah. ma- match day five of the Champions League. But before that, uh, this weekend, uh, they get back on the road uh, with the Premier League uh, with a home game, huge game, buddy, against Chelsea. Um, it's been a yeah. little bit more difficult for them this season, especially playing Champions League midweek. We spoke about that and how intense and, and the ups and downs, plus coupled with the fact they've got such a hard group coming up. So let's talk about the Chelsea game first and, and how do you think they're just chucking in general in the Premier League, putting up with basically, you know, getting used to playing three times a week. Well, they can't at the moment because they've, they've got half the squad injured, unfortunately, or a third of the squad injured, and there's some very big players in that lot. Um, and for those who follow their Premier League but don't know really how it works, you, you look at Newcastle and you think, oh, well, we're the richest club in the world. They're owned by Saudi Arabia now. They yeah. can just go out and buy players. It doesn't work like that. There's a, yeah. there's a, there's a mechanism in there that says you can't spend more than you earn, basically, in a, in a roundabout way. Two-thirds of your turnover, way. that's right, yep. Exactly. So Newcastle have got to build up their turnover before they can go out and buy a $100 million player. So um, they can't just go into the market in January and go nuts, but I think they're have, going to have to because, um, Bozzy, you always say, when they get to March, April, they're running on fumes. Well, it seems yep. at the moment we're not even in December and, and Newcastle are on fumes physically. So that's that's been the issue, but that was always going to be the case because it's, mm. it's difficult. They're high-intensity games. Newcastle play a high-intensity style above that. Mm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a tricky trip to Paris next week and a, and a tough Yeah, one. I was going to say that. So I reckon in, Chelsea in the, good. Correct. In, in the, and, okay, Chelsea. And then, obviously, uh, in the group of death, yeah. uh, next week, 
uh, Wednesday, our time, they play PSG, who used walloped 4-1 in, in the first game of the group uh, of, uh, of the Champions League. But after the last result, if we look at Group F, Adam, so Borussia Dortmund, who surprised everyone, sit after four games on seven points. PSG, Paris Saint-Germain is on six. AC Milan on five and Newcastle on four. If you happen mm. to lose against PSG, which is, a, you know, PSG one of the best teams in the world, do you think that will put pay to qualifying for the knockout rounds of the Champions League altogether or not? Yeah, yeah, that'll be out. And I actually hope that they miss out on third place, which means going into the Europa League. Um, finish fourth, don't have any Europe for the second half of the season and concentrate on getting back into the Champions League through the league. Now, that, that sounds defeatist. Um, but I'd rather that than have to play every Thursday, Sunday in um, Europa League and yep. Premier League. It's, it, people over here can't really get their head around how how hard it is for players in the second half of the season if you're playing three times a week. It's like it's ridiculous. And we, we look at AFL and NRL, and they're physically heavy contact games more so than football. But mentally, physically, it, like I don't know how those players do it sometimes, and they they end up having a like a a one-and-a-half-week off-season because of international games at the end of it, and then they're back into it. They're, they're, they're machines, but every machine has their limit. And you've seen that. I mean, you saw just during the international break, Kamavinga out injured now. Zaire Emery from PSG out injured. Um, Gavi from Barcelona, 9 to 12 months ACL. It's catching up with them all. That's a, that's a conversation for another day. It but is. the boys want to ask you about the horse racing yeah. exploits yeah. That, uh, that we, yes. we saw you on Instagram. And Twitter quite recently down in Melbourne. Marky, Brooksy, Professor, go for your life. How was the horse racing? (laughs) (laughs) Cutting edge, cutting edge, Pref. Cutting edge. Uh, It was good, thanks, Professor. No, it was. um, Or was that Brooksy, was it? No, it was me. It was me. It was good. It was good. I was working um, for. I was actually working for the international coverage for the Cup Carnival for Flemington, so. Um, wow. We went out to all around the world, and it was an awesome carnival. Um, it was like really well uh, attended, like eighty thousand on on the big days. Wow, um, huge! There's obviously a lot of consternation, but it does my head in a bit because, like, you have the Everest up here, and I, I yeah. went to the Everest as well and thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a great day. Um, not one murmur of nut to the cup or you know all that. So, so say what you want about horse racing, but then they stick their head above the water at one time of the year and it's just it's just stupid if you've got to have a problem with it have a problem with it all year round and go out the front at a can- at a Canterbury on a Wednesday so yeah, it, it, yeah. these horses yeah. and I've, I've got the chance to go to a few stables and that and again it reiterated I've spent a bit of time in horse racing before but they are extremely well looked after and, and loved um, so anyway I, I, I loved it it was good fun and um, yeah hopefully get to do it again next Super. year now, I love that. Go for it up front. Man, I understand you have a hard out at quarter past, um, so we, we better let you go. here. Have you got another interview to do? Are you on another station? or What's going on? No, I've got to go to another dance uh, concert. <laughs> is this your one? Are you performing tonight, P-Man? Yes, I am. Uh, interpretive, it is, uh, Professor. You're very good at it. Yeah. Interpretation of um, yeah. horse racing. Very good. A, a quick one before you go, your beloved, your beloved Manly Sea Eagles. Uh, how are they shaping for the for the new season? Uh, haven't been down to training yet. Okay. <laughs> um, I think they'll be okay. Professors on the on the back. Yeah, we'll be this sweet. Way, I think I, they'll be better than Brooksy's Dragons. Well, funnily oh, enough, oh, yeah, no, that's oh, right, 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 right. You know, 
mate, Brooks is trying to be nice here. You had to stick it in there. Yeah, like, I, was, that. I, I was going to say some nice things see? about the Seagulls. Hey, no? P-Man, I uh, ran into Luke Brooks the other day. He was at a cafe. Oh, yes. Yeah. I just said, g'day, go to the Seagulls. you apologise? So sorry for running into you. Well, you know what? He's, I reckon I could take him out, actually. Yeah, he's only a wee man. <laughs> well, it always makes a difference as somebody can't see you coming and you've got a baseball Absolutely. bat. Absolutely. Yeah, really no, I would never touch <laughs> our new running half like that. Uh, and I, I got into it pretty deep with him and he said, we're fine. He said, top four. Oh, He wow. said, let Peacock top know, top four. Yeah, he said, wow. Easy. Said at a that. canter. He said, let the P-man yeah. know. So, um, Are you sure Brooksy wasn't Crooksy? Hey, P-Man, we'll let you go. You've got to do your interpretive dance. Make sure you stretch, and uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Adam. Thank Have you so much. Thank you, Adam. Now, here's, I've got a big scoop on the Manly Seagulls. Oh, go, go, yes. Go, go, now, you. Go, go. The scoop, just so people know that they don't run with it. I was sitting at a bar <laughs> in... Uh, I was sitting at... Uh, I can't name the bar. The guy asked me not to. Okay. In oh. Circular Key, and I was wearing oh, a Manly Seagulls hat. Circular Key bar. No, no, oh, I can't say. American actor. We'll be there next week. No. What? No. Wahlburgers. No, 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 no. Okay. Another bar. Okay. Come on. And I was wearing my Seagulls hat, and the bar owner came up to me and said, Seagulls, man. I said, yeah, yeah, love the Seagulls. So I've got a scoop for you. A certain player came in and with his agent and someone else and sat down with a certain coach from a Queensland club and met with them and was very interested in going and playing for them. What? Yeah. Wow. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, someone very senior at the club. And I went, oh, DCE. And he went, oh, 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 oh. I'm not saying that. What? I think it was DCE. Can I do this on radio? Or is this? Yeah, you can, can. Yeah, Apparently it was DCE yeah. and it was the Cowboys that he was meeting with. All right. Fair enough. Whoa. Well, now, there, we go. there is no, probably no truth to this. No, no, no. We don't know. You're you telling be, the story. No, no, no. Hang Wait, on a minute. They, they, could, they, could be, they could be meeting for a whole host of reasons. You always say that. They could yeah. be meeting for a whole host of reasons. But you came to the conclusion, in your opinion. No, this guy saw. was doing drive-bys. And he oh. basically said they shook hands. <laughs> Are you serious? And they hugged. And but, I said, was it Todd Payton and DCE hugging? He said, I won't say that. And then he was winking. Right. Now, okay. look, DCE, as I've told you, is at my kids' pickup. They've got, we've got kids in the same year, so I'll ask him on Monday. But before then, let's just speculate. Let's get the manly well, fans in a frenzy. Well, okay. Well, if you want to get them in a frenzy, but I, don't know, I think it's a bit dangerous to speculate just on that flimsy evidence. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, Very I wouldn't dangerous. believe any of that. But anyway, that's no, what the bartender no, no, told no, me. No, no, no. You have to take it into consideration, but we have to look at it step by step, and we haven't got time to do it on the is, show. But right is this after how they the work, show though, ends, Bill? If I was like a Dean Ritchie or a... a I don't you know, think so. They, they, they've got that... much... Normally, oh, look, I, I don't know how Dean Ritchie or Nicolucci works, but the journalists I know, and it, normally they go, they confirm it three ways. But that's not enough for me three just ways. to write up. You think no, Buzz is, you think no. Buzz is confirming stuff or is going well, three I, ways? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think you have well, to go... Well, Well, I think... Definitely three ways. I think you have to go... Well, no, look, listen, you got to... You've got to understand yes, as well I know, Buzz, that no. journalists... No, I'm saying journalists as well would have had times in the past where people have pulled the wool over their eyes too, yeah. right? And Tough you know, game. Like, exactly. And things like you've just said as well, okay? So we're a little bit more far. We say we're going to investigate. But things like you just said, you know, that would sell a lot of newspapers. Let's be honest, right? So, so who can I go to with that? Can I get, a, can I get some well, cash you, out you, of that? You, you've just gone to no. us with this. SEN, basically. <laughs> oh, that was silly. <laughs> yeah, Professor says an SEN. <laughs> but I, I, the, the journalists that I know usually yeah. go three ways and they check their sources. 
They have to. You know that from a legal oh, perspective. So they have legally, to. I didn't check any sources. And you just threw it out there. Yeah, but no, I, no, but I set it up by saying this well, is com probably no, complete no, no, you said, no, yeah. no, you it's said, a rumor. No, you, no, it was your. Rumor it, it's, it's your opinion, and you're just stating what you saw. Remember I the. Didn't see it. Remember, all right, you're stating what somebody else saw. So then, the person who's named it, if they wish to, if it was me, I would just ignore it. But if they wish to, or their agent, I would just turn around and say, oh, it's a complete load of cobblers. Yeah, that's it. I'm with you. It's and over. I've got no doubt that it probably is. There but you go. Uh, the Manly Seagulls. Well, I said to the bartender, I said, mate, make sure you listen to SEN next tomorrow afternoon. I think I'm going to tip the you biggest. In. The big, and he's been but, listening and Mark, for two Mark, hours and 22 minutes. <laughs> for Mark, it. who do you support in the NRL? Uh, I don't have an NRL team. But okay. I'm, yeah, fair enough. I, New South Wales. I'm a, I'm a proud Good New man. South Welshman. Right. Bye. Bye. I didn't know you were St. George supporter, buddy. Who's your turn of the Dolphins quickly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. yeah. St. George Illawarra. Yeah, St. George Illawarra. Sorry, I lift Illawarra. Oh, yeah, Wollongong. Sorry, mate. Oh, shit. It's all right. Good. Okay, did you see the game last night? Great game. Great now, uh, Brooksy gave me a look that I haven't seen uh, since I've known him for 15 years. <laughs> I was winking like the Illawarra bartender. Boss. Illawarra boss. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, good interview of Adam. We spoke about the football. Obviously, we've got mm. Champions League next week coming yes. back on Stan Channel 9. Starting Wednesday, uh, Thursday will be you, Fozzie, yeah, and Max. That's Rushton. right, Craig yep. Foster, Max Rushton. The games we'll be concentrating on are on Wednesday. We'll be doing uh, kicking off. Well, we'll be on beforehand with those gentlemen at 6:35 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We'll be doing Barcelona versus Porto, um, which that's which a game. group that we thought okay is done and dusted. But after Barcelona being defeated last match day by Shakhtar Donetsk, which was absolutely amazing, that's left our group wide open. So we'll be doing that on the next day. It's going to be a double header, another massive group for those who know, obviously, because they've been in a lot of trouble for quite some time now. Manchester United are going to be playing Galatasaray away. We're going to do that early game, and that game kicks off at 4:45, Brooksy. And Thank you. Don't exactly right. Uh, and straight after that, we're going to go straight into Arsenal versus Lons. Arsenal have got a really good grip so far on this group. Lons really have to do something uh, for, from this, and then on. Friday, we're going to do Europa League. We're going to do Liverpool versus LASK. Liverpool have pretty much tied up this group, uh, even though they lost the last time to, um, uh, to Toulouse. LASK are a team from Austria. So uh, make sure you be tuning in. Remember, if you can't watch it live for whatever reason, if it's too early or you're off to work, especially the 7 o'clock games, make sure you go on the replays. They've got mini games. They've just got highlights. They've got the full game. They've got everything. A wonderful, wonderful product standings. Now, Marky, you've put your hand up. You've got a little something. I was just wondering what the uh, the young boys were up to in this Young this boys. Game. Oh, that's uh, uh, that's Souffle Flesh's uh, team. I don't door? think there will be more uh, games no. at the Wank Door. No, right? no, no. Wanktober's done. Is it? <laughs> yeah. That's a Two favourite teams, yeah, the Wank Door from the Wank Caddy. Years are scandalous. They're, they're not, I don't think they're in the Champions League. They, I'm just trying to work out if they're in the yeah. Europa or the Nah, they're Conference. Group G. They're group With G. City and Leipzig. Oh, they are. Yeah, Leipzig, we've been all right. over it. Remember no, the man, man City see? beat the young boys. Now, can I say this as well? How do you know when I say that, that I just don't say this so I can see how far you are all over it? Very, we, very We've been good. following it. Very, very good. Now, we've got to go to another break here. All right, hey, man. So yeah, all right. You, you don't yeah. have to punch me in the arm to tell me. Just say, we're going to a break. Well, yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> no, um, no. You're on the run home, thanks to Hyundai, uh, the Hyundai Kona N-Line, imaginably bold. Also... Coming up after the break, you've got the Wilson Quiz. Give us a call now, one 1170 to join the queue. For over a century, Wilson has led the way in innovative sporting goods, empowering every human to live like an athlete. Call now. Yes, you are on the run home with John and Fletch. 
Thanks to MFP Easy, voted Queensland's best fiberglass pool builder and Sonos game-changing sound this festive season. Just a reminder, if you have missed anything from today's program and you'd like to catch up on it, download the podcast. Uh, it's where you get your Apple podcast and Spotify. Also, if you want to follow us on socials, lots going on on there. Uh, Twitter slash X or Instagram. The handle is at Joel Fletch SEN. Now, just a reminder, we're about to have the Wilson quiz. If you'd like to get involved, give us a call. one 1170 Join the queue. You could win yourself one hell of a Wilson Sporting Coming Goods soon, pack. Dean. Uh, now, um, the other thing is YouTube. People love YouTube. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yes. You know what, Joel and Fletch, you can now find them on YouTube. Boz, I want you to go home tonight. I want you to go onto YouTube. I want you to type Joel and Fletch in and then hit subscribe. Can you do that for me? No. That's a shame. I'll do so, it for you. Oh, you're a good man. You're a good man. Uh, Make sure you do that I'll do it for Joel, but not Souffle Fletch. Nah, do me a favour. What are you going to listen to? What? Souffle? Souffle. Yeah, remember we said the other day? We were talking oh, about sport and he's going, how do you make a souffle? Do us a favour. Oh, yeah? we do, mate. Yeah. Go on the cooking program there if you want to talk about that, buddy. You're dead right. You're dead right. Now, somebody that will talk sport, who is a one hell of an expert on SEN track, and he's become a bit of a regular draw card here on a Friday. Uh, we love chatting to this man. We do, we do. It's, uh, it's Dean Watling. Are you there, Dean? Dino. Good afternoon, fellas. Always a pleasure to chat to you two on Friday. How are you, Dino? Good? Yes, I'm going well. Sounds That's like good. Well, we're at a place called the Sporting Globe. Just quickly before we get the Sporting Globe, King Street Wharf, and the City Centre, because the SCN uh, studios are, are being refurbished. So th that's why we're here. So sorry about the background noise, but without any further ado, Professor, let's well, get into it. What I like to do with Dean, because I'm not the only one. I'm a very visual person. I like hey. to know where Dean is and what he's wearing. Right. <laughs> so, Dean, hit us up. Where are, where are you sitting? And what talk, talk to me about your garb. Yeah, it's a bit boring this week. I wish I was at the Sporting Globe um, knocking back a couple of beers with you two. Yeah, I'm in yeah. the office again on a Friday. Okay. I've had another boring week this week, actually. I've got a box party and the races next weekend, so just give myself a little fresh. I'm just sitting in the office, got the shirt, the shorts on. Um, I've got a little bit of the golf in the background and the form on, and Canterbury Friday nights is about to start. So I've just been right, walking down go. the road, got myself couple of years, so. Oh, now we can picture it. And tell us about it. Let's go. Now let's go into the, into the racing. Can you hear the urgency with which this program has been made this afternoon, Dean? Really, Bozza likes We've to shuffle We've got so much on. to get in because there's I so many like callers and I want to, And I, we're ringing Dean not to hear no, what he's wearing. I want to know to what hear he's wearing. about Canterbury. I said, I said, I, you know, I feel like one of, um, <laughs> one of Manchester United's central defenders uh, about 20, 30 years ago where Boz is yelling at me, hey, uh, <laughs> talk to me, right, uh, night racing at Canterbury. Wow. Dean, you got a hot tip for race three? Yeah, we got two tips tonight. I'll run through them quickly. We like to build a little bit of a bank so we can spend up tomorrow. Canterbury tonight will kick off in race three um, of the program over the 1,250 metres. Race three, number five at Wayne Quist. It tend to be a little bit of a tight turning track, Canterbury. So horses sell up on speed, often do get favoured. So uh, horse number five, Vanquish, should lead all the way, hopefully. They're around $2.50, no spoil surprise, but that water out some bot camp. We'll be going terrific. We'll have to wait for the second tip for the last. Race eight, number five, Terra Mata. A mare I've always had a nice opinion on. Nash Ruilla, who's riding really well, takes a ride from a good gate. She's another horse who has tactical speed and can land up on the bunny. Um, fresh here. There's a little bit of rain around, which does help her. Um, so I think race eight, number five, Terra Mata's hard to beat. So we're going to go race three, Vanquish, and race eight, Terra Mata tonight, boys, at Canterbury to fill the pockets. Very good. Uh, uh, and, then, and what about in terms of the, the rain we've had? 
in the last couple of days. Has that had effect has anything on the track in Canterbury? Yeah, it tends to make a little bit more leaderish. So you sort of want to find horses that land in the first four and tend to find the rails there. It probably has a bit more impact on Pembroke Grange tomorrow. Canterbury's a pretty good draining track where Pembroke Grange can be a little bit of a swamp if the rain does come. So, yeah, it makes it a little bit tricky tomorrow. Hey, very good question, boss. What about uh, tomorrow at Kembla Grange? You got a couple of tips for us there? Yeah, the $1 million gong day. Obviously, we had the Hunter last week, uh, but we go to Kembla Grange at Illawarra for the gong day. Uh, my best bet of the day comes up in the feature. Race seven, number three, Osipenko. It's a group one horse dropping back in grade. It's like Bozza going back to a bit of Sunday football here. It's a week of grade. So Osipenko brings the best form lines, best horse in the race. Um, and should tell these up. And then uh, race nine, number three, is the second tip, fellas. Uh, horse is named Emperor. Uh, really well backed first up and one according. A strip shooter for the arm. Nash is in the saddle again. And we'll be looking for horses that are drawn off the rails there tomorrow. I think the inside might chop up with this rain. So race seven, number three, Osipenko. And race nine, number three, Emperor, tomorrow at Kemba Grange. Dino, thank you for your sage advice. Um... And, uh, well, sorry, what, the lady's just come and spoken to me. Do you know what she said then? No, I couldn't no, hear sorry. Either. Apologies, Dean. Um, yeah, thank you for your um, tips, and uh, we'll see how they go. We'll catch up with you next Friday, Dean. Look forward to it, fellas. Enjoy. Sharp, sharp Dino, sharp. Thank you, Dino. All over it. Okay. Uh, mm. Hey, another reminder, if you'd like to get involved in the quiz right now, we're about to do it, Bozza. Do you want to be the quiz master, by the no, way? No, I think you should do it. You, you sure? Do, yeah, you do it better than me. All right, then you just run off the back of me. No, right? no, I just want to listen. Okay. God, he's in a mood today, but no, I'm no, kidding. No, I'm, I'm taking everything in. <laughs> I stick to my strengths. one 1170 if you'd like to get involved in the quiz. Uh, let's play the stinger. It's time for the Run Home Quiz. Thanks to Wilson. Game-changing sporting equipment since 1914. Yes, in duty. Uh, the winner of the quiz will win a Wilson sporting goods pack, including a castaway volleyball a set of Wilson golf clubs and more. For over a century, Wilson has led the way in innovative sporting goods, empowering every human to live like an athlete. Uh, very simple. Do you know how this works, Bowles? you want me to explain it to you? No, no. I trust Five you, questions. Five All questions. All you have to do is answer the fifth question correctly. So people right. get in the queue on the phone. We go back So and basically, if somebody answers the whole four, or if they answer one of the five, doesn't matter, you're on to the next one. As long as it's the fifth question that you get right, then you win the Wilson right, Sporting Right, so if, I, if, if, for example, somebody rings through, they can go all the way and answer five. They don't just answer one, you go, sorry, but that's the third question, so you don't win it. No, no, they, right. they can get all, 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 right, all you five. You get one right, you keep going, okay. but you might get the fourth one wrong. Some blind right. calls somebody in. To, so somebody to fifth. win it must get five straight. Absolutely. Excellent. Not necessarily. Well, no, no, it's got to get the fifth one right. It's got to right. get the fifth one right. All right, so you get so the first you get four one wrong, wrong. You it's get all the first good. four wrong. Yeah, it's You're all good. Out. You just go to the bottom of the line. Marvellous. Right. You come back. It's yeah. like a conga line. Yeah. So, 1-300. It doesn't really matter. This is like everyone wins a trophy. Yeah, this is a bit like yeah. the AFL and the NRL. It doesn't matter. As long as you win the fifth game. <laughs> doesn't matter if you lose the first four. He's dead right. <laughs> well, yeah, it would because you wouldn't make the finals. Oh, Brooksy. Hey. Watched a bit of footy, old Brooksy. One three hundred zero one eleven seventy is the number. Make sure you phone in now. One three hundred zero one eleven seventy. All right, hey George, you there? I'm here. How are you, boy? Hey George, how are you, mate? Are you primed? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, let's start with question number one, George. Which Aussie batter hit his first international century last night against India? <laughs> oh, 
I'm going to have to pass. I've got. I don't think you can pass. You, can, you pass? can. You can. Don't worry, George. As long as you get the fifth one, you're fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, Adrian, are you there? Hello, Adrian. Why didn't you stick with hey, George? Hey, how you going? Oh, it's Adrian. Okay. Good. Thanks, Adrian. It, it goes oh, around. So George will go back into the pool. Oh, no, I was. I was. But it's even better. Sorry, Brilliant. Adrian. This is even better than the NRL. And it it's so can, better. Can you answer go around the circles. Yeah, have a week off. Absolutely. Lose the game. You have a week off. Just wait for the next one. Adrian, can you answer the question, which Aussie batter hit his first international century last night against India? The keeper. And I, I'll just need a name. There was two <laughs> keepers playing. Lordy. It escaped me. All right, stay on the line, Adrian. Uh, Shane, are you there? So there's a bit like the Great Escape, that one. Shane, are you there? Shaney? Yep. Shane, hey, now surely you've had time to Google this. <laughs> Have you? Was, Hope so. What was the question? Oh, no, he hasn't. Just Which ask him the Aussie question. batter hit his first international century last night against India? Uh, I don't even know who's playing. Uh, wouldn't be head. Um, I give you a clue. He was. Ooh, no, no, ooh, no, no. Stay on the line. Stuart, are you there? Which Aussie batter hit his first international century last night against India? Stuart. Yeah, Stuart. Hi, hi, did you hear the question? Yeah. Which Aussie batter hit his first international century last night against India? Josh English. Booyah, yes. well Stewie. Done. Well done. The Sydney Derby is contested against which two A-League teams, Stewie? Well, um, Jeez. Uh, um, no, I'm going to have to pass. Oh, good, Stewie. we got Wayne O. Wayne, are you there? Hello, Wayne. Hey, g'day, boys. How are you? Good, yeah, thanks, Wayne. How are you? Good, thanks, Wayne. Do you want to take a swing at it? Sydney Derby is what? contested against which two A-League teams? Oh, well, that'll be uh, Sydney United and West Sydney Wanderers. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I give it. No, we can't accept it. Oh, OK, fair I'm sorry. Very close, Wayne, though. He's a, he's a tough one. Got markers. one of them. I saw Brooksy's face, he's but a don't tough on markers, me. Man. George, tough welcome back to the competition. Which two teams compete in the Sydney Derby? Sydney FC and the one. Ah, ding, ding, ding. Georgie. Thank you, Georgie. Uh, question number three. Sam Kerr plays for which English club? Chelsea. Yes, he's flying. He is. The NFL team, the 49ers, represent which American city? If you're Sam, going. Sam, 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 Sam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Georgie, for the chocolates. Oh, here we go. Grand final, George. Number five. Who scored more tries in the NRL in 2023? Adam Reynolds. Or Nathan Cleary? Cleary. A ding, ding, ding. Oh, oh timed it perfectly. See that? He did. See what? Lost his first game and in the final back. series. Oh, yeah. He's won the next four <laughs> straight. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. It's the first team from uh, that's come eighth that's won, the, uh, yeah. that's won the title. They're the champions. 20 points behind the losers, but champion. But he'll lose a few prizes next year because of the salary cap, right? Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. That's a few. George. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't be as smart next year. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be as smart, George. Because you've won, you have to be punished. <laughs> George, uh, thank you for playing. Thank you so much, Georgie. Uh, Brilliant. And stick on the line. They'll, uh, we'll find out where to send this Wilson Sporting Goods pack. Um, congratulations. Superb. 
He was flying. See you, Georgie. Yeah. He's, he's, gone. Gone. he's gone. Very good. Okay. Uh, hey, that was a lot of fun. Do you enjoy the quiz? Yeah, it was all right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> How would you improve it, Bozan? Uh, I'd like if they basically, you know, what else was I saying at the start? You know, like, you know, hey, if you got it wrong, okay, but you keep asking the questions, that's all. That's yeah, all. and you were, but you were saying you had to get oh, five you know, in a row. It, it depends on time because we are, people have got to understand here, we're, we're rushed for time. Yeah, so right. if, if we had, how many do we have contestants? Five? Five, we yes, did, we yeah. did. So if we had time, I would say give them all five and see who's got the most at the end, and then if they were equal, have a playoff. But mine's a bit too long and, yeah. Well, you know, convoluted. something to put to the group, Brooksy, next week. Talk nah, it's to a bit Joel too long. Fletch. I think it's pretty good way to do it. I actually think, yeah, convoluted, that's the word. A promotion I'm relegation? Like, uh, if you come you last, could do. Well, it's, yeah, for example, a... No, for example, Georgie, yeah. he should be in the mix now next week. You know what I mean? Oh, so he, carry he over champ. So carry over champ. He should like be in the it. final for next week. So the yeah. other four. Love it. I think it's too much time. Convoluted yeah. was a, You know what I mean? I, if you had time, I would say, right, there's a, there's a four now. Whoever wins the four plays Georgie. Georgie's reigning champion. You get a bit of continuity then. You get a lot, all of George's friends go, I want to listen to him yeah, this week. Yeah, we get to know George's friends. Yeah. Like on Sale of the Century. And then we could turn around in two years' time, if, if we're still here. Oh. Right? Two, two years' time. No, yeah, and say, no, no. And say, right, oh. by the way, remember, the record for the amount of weeks on the, on the trot, or the amount of days on the trot, is held by George. You know, still at 10 weeks or whatever. Oh. Who's going to beat it? And people are like, I can beat that. Now, I say, yeah, let's now, have a look. Now, B-Man, George, uh, who will hopefully be our carryover champ next week, yes. he actually has a question that he would like to yeah, ask. Yeah, let's go, let's go. Let's you go. there, George? Hello, George. You, you got a question yeah. for Boz? Yes, I did. Uh, firstly, I want to say how, how great you have been with the radio. Uh, Thanks, George. It's really light in my afternoon, but I want to talk about football. Uh, yep. I'm involved with National Premier League 2 team, and we were involved with the uh, Australia Cup this year and made the final 16. I wanted to let everyone know the thrill of travelling to Darwin and then going to Adelaide and playing and making the final 16 and beating MPL 1 team along the way. Uh, it's such a great experience uh, that every fan should, uh, should have in their lifetime. It was uh, amazing. Uh, number number two, Bozo, with the uh, National Premier League, Premier League One or Second Division team, is there a chance you think in the future that someone who wins the MPL One might get promoted to the National Premier League uh, reserve team um, competition? A hundred percent, George. And, and first and foremost, the FA Cup has has been one of the, the best things that's happened to Australian football. Uh, I, I would say in the last 20 or 30 years from a club perspective it's been absolutely fantastic the, the mere fact like you said that people who are part time can pit their wits against other teams around the country it's the ultimate dream for everyone and that's what I want the A-League to become as well so that a young boy wherever he's from it doesn't matter if he's from Darwin doesn't matter if he's from Perth doesn't matter if he's from Avondale or doesn't matter if he's from Sydney he can play for his local team and they can be good enough to go through that national, uh, uh, the MPL, then to the national second division and be promoted. It's, it sets for a wonderful story, especially, you know, we're a country who loves our underdogs, loves, you know, the, the David's beaten to the Goliaths. You know, what, what a great thing it is to say, like, you know, this is a newly promoted team that have just come up and they're from so-and-so. This is a wonderful story. It makes, makes it interesting in the, in the top of the table, It'll be made interesting in the middle of the table because we have the top six. And now, if you have promotion relegation for those last three or four weeks, I'm telling you now, especially if you say, if you, you know, if you had guys for the first three years, Marky, you said, right, the team who finishes last in the A League has to play off against the team who wins the national. That playoff game, yeah, it'll be you, massive. You're gonna, it's gonna be massive. Like you're gonna get people, like kind of like what you said about the FA Cup. So 
brilliant, and I think it will do. And you know what? If it doesn't, they're absolutely bonkers, people of the powers that be, because it would be something that really will, will be a point of difference, not only for Australian sport, but will truly put soccer finally... You know, we always used to be part-time, or we play this, or we don't do this. Or we don't. Finally, in line with the rest of the world. Brilliant, George. Well played. Yes, George, and congrats on the quiz win, mate. So, um, it's all coming up, George, this afternoon. Well done. All right, what else? What else? Let's go. See you, George. Okay, uh, hey, it's now time for this. It's a Schnitz Schnugget Sports Schnupdate. Got that winning taste right now? Schnitz. Handcrafted schnitzels, made fresh, made just for you. Just five days after Australia held the trophy aloft um, there at Ahmedabad, we took on India again in a T20, um, this time in Beng Bengaluru. Um, and we Bangaroo, marvellous, next door. Right there. Just a little joke. Totally. We won by two wickets, but not only that, it was off the last ball. I don't yeah. know if you actually caught no, any of that. I would like, well, very you excited. obviously did. Well, can you I please did. tell us about the game? So, well, Australia, first Australia of all, it first. was packed. Of course. For 20, 2020's the future, buddy. You can, they can say what they I mean, look, and we grew up, I love Test cricket, but people half my age don't. No. People half right. that age don't as well. No. 2020 is the future. Look at look how popular it is with young people everywhere. And what I mean, I don't mean it disrespectfully to what's happened in the past. It's just an evolution of the game. Absolutely. Simple as that. So tell us about the 2020 well, game. Let's go. Well, crowd was full. Yeah. Even though there was only two Indians from the from the ODI squad that yeah. was playing. And Doesn't also matter. only five Aussies. Yeah. So Steve Smith came out. He batted. He batted very well. He batted. He got uh, 51 off. 52, yeah. Off, off 48 or something like that. He slipped and he got run out, but he looked very good at the top of the order there. Right in time for the IPL auction, I Beautiful. might say. But then the uh, wicketkeeper, Josh Inglis, yep. he came out and he he got a knock of 110 off 50 balls. Amazing. That's amazing. All those sides are the, of the type ground. of things that, remember, uh, like, and you guys are a bit younger than the buzzer, but those are the type of uh, things that, you know, growing up with one-day cricket, so with the scores. You know, if you got 260, 270, yeah. you're like, what a mega score. Now these get 300, 330. Yeah, yeah. Like this, 200. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I always remember Viv Richards, I think it was in 1979-80, at the MCG against Australia. For those, please text in and remember it. He wanted the greatest one-day centuries ever. It was 152 off about 130 balls. But, like, you know, when you see that, 110 off 50 balls, they're, like, unheard of. Yeah, remember Lance Cairns? One time he hit six yep. sixes in one of the finals, and he got something ridiculous. And that was, like, unbelievable. Now it's just the norm because of T20. It is. Well, look at what Maxwell did in that match against Afghanistan. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So the Aussies, they It's exciting, too. Huh? Oh, it's good yeah. to watch. Yeah, that's Bums what I mean. Seats. Three for 208 we had, which was a good total leading in. Uh, and we were right in it. Uh, we picked up two early wickets. India were two for 22. Kishan and Yadav then piled on the runs. They batted very well. Uh, Yadav Ishan, played in the one-day side, didn't he? he but these were the two, I think, two, that yeah. played in the one-day yeah. side. So, uh, sorry, Ishan Kishan, he got um, he was 58 off only 39. Wow. So he came out and pumped him. He's a very good young batsman. Um, Yadav, he continued with the onslaught. He got the chase down to a runner ball. Which in T20 cricket, if that's you're pretty much ball, you're cruising. If you've got wickets much, in hand, right? Absolutely. But, then, but they had to score ten and over still. They did. They they needed seven off the last over. Uh, Abbott he picked up a wicket and then back to back runouts for a team hat trick to set up a thrilling finish, which is how we got down to the last ball. And then uh, Rinku he came in and he hit a six off the last ball just to make sure of it. Yeah. So the <laughs> scores were tied. 
So how many, more, how many more T20s have we got in the series? Four more. Okay, brilliant. Four more, which, I mean, in the lead-up, everybody's like, why are they playing? You kind of see why now. The whole lot, apparently the idea is that they're well, trying to make up yeah. the games that were lost during COVID. But the thing is, T20, this is another attraction, remember? So even for a one-day international, which was our T20 growing up, so one-days were like, oh, God, right? So even for that one-day international, you've got to think it's 100 overs, it's a full day, or say half a day and, and the rest of the night, yeah? But T20, it's like a, it's like a football or, or, or rugby league or, oh, I was going to say NFL, but they take about five hours as well. <laughs> um, you know, it's like a football game, basically. You know, 90 minutes, it's, it's over, it's quick, it's fast, it's exciting, yeah? It'd be interesting, obviously, for population reasons, they're not changing the time of these games to suit the Australian market. But if they, they were, so if they, they were so starting, money, yeah. yeah. But if they were starting at the same time the ODIs were around that seven o'clock oh, Eastern massive. Standard Daylight Time, massive. I wonder I what the interest oh, would be in Australia but also because you, if you put it on free to air, yeah. If that was on hundred percent, well, that's the same same argument. If you like, for example, say so this weekend you got Manchester City versus Liverpool, right? Huge game. If you had that on at the same time as say the Matildas, say seven seven thirty, you watch what the ratings would be. That's a massive thing. Same, same. You know, like how many people would have watched India in the first inning? You know, sorry, in, in the in the World Cup final against Australia, that first innings on oh, Sunday night. And yeah, and how many yeah. people would have said, "I'll oh, watch the replay." Don't tell me the result. Yeah. That's huge, Booksy. Huge man. Uh, yeah? I don't know if you saw batsman Muhammad Kaif. He, uh, it's no, a I former didn't. Indian batsman. Okay. He, he came out and he said, "I can never accept that the best team has won the World Cup. He just won't accept it." Okay. Uh, he said the Indian team is the best team on paper, which everybody went, well... I know, but the game's not played on matter. paper. Yeah. yeah. No. That's all, yeah. No, it but matter. it's understandable. Look, they're, they're, people take defeat and victory in different ways. So, and a lot depends on your culture and the environment. And it, it would have been a massive shot, but I could tell that with them, like I said. Especially as soon as uh, Coley got out, their top man, they obviously really bounce off him. And the fear of failure just took over completely. And Absolutely. that's where the Aussies are so good. Well, a lot of them... Because the Aussies are, regardless, in my opinion, from a mentality perspective, regardless of what's happening with the Aussies, even if they've got a bad decision, they get on with it. They keep going. They keep going. It's funny enough, here where I live, downstairs are massive cricket fans who, who run a convenience store. They're huge, huge cricket fans. And they said pretty, they pretty much got it spot on. That's how they look at it. They look at it like countries in the, you know, and their mentality traits are how important it is for these games. Like I was saying about the South Africans, like, you know, they're saying in the semi-final, why didn't the South Africans, you know, like, you know, they just had a game plan, and regardless of the conditions, you know, it was rain, didn't know if, you know, if you put Australia in, which was against what they normally did, Australia still would have had the bat 50 overs. The game would have been over because of the rain. They would have went through the final, but because they're so robotic, because that was their nature of their team, and they were saying that even before the final, the Aussies they've got to be very careful. Although Indian, obviously. Because no matter what happens, Aussies will keep going, keep going, keep going. I was actually quite proud they said that. Yeah. They're bang on, though. They've yeah. kind of got that um, never-give-up attitude. Yeah, Aussies. pretty it's much great. so. And that's so, what I was trying to say with him with the bottle of milk. I said, look, I, I want it for nothing, and I'm not going to go until you give it to me for nothing. And he would have understood. No, it's a joke. It's a joke. But it's interesting to hear, <laughs> and you saw that. So in terms of the defeat, it must be hard. It's so, so hard. I know it, I know it myself. I'm, and we didn't get defeated. But drawing with Iran in that second World Cup qualifier in front of 100,000, it's... It's terrible because you want to. There's nothing more that you want to do than to satisfy your home fans, but they're going to have to live with it and come back. But I think somebody said to me the other day, out of five finals, I think they've only won two. Eighty-three and twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Yeah. Twenty eleven was at home. Yeah, that's. But that's. Now, a, that's. A, that's not a great stat, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. When you think of we won six and only one was at home, we Correct. know how to get it done away. The, the home one actually we 
Uh, we won the one here, but we the home one back in 91... Was it Pakistan, 91, 92? 92. That was yeah. Pakistan who beat yeah. England. We, we, right. we really, and we were the best team before that tournament. Now, Boz, we're getting the wind-up here. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on the air with you Why? It's supposed to go to 6 o'clock. Well, no, it's, I think it's... Um, 5.54, 30. Yeah. He's out. I'm not happy with that. Sorry, I'll change yeah. it. Coming next up year. next... What about all that text, all that calls? Uh, yeah. I'm not going to have you a You could do it privately. Julian, Julian yeah. King. Yeah. Oh, oh, do yeah. you want to join him? No. He's coming up next. Sports Central with Julian King. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Likewise, Professor Marky. We're on next Marky Friday Brooksy. together again. Are we? So if you enjoyed the B-Man this week, make sure you tune uh, in next are Friday. Are we at the studios or back here? Wahlburgers. Oh, Wahlburgers in Central Quay. Central See you Central then. Key. Bye-bye. This has been The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Subscribe to the show on social media at Joel Fletch SEN or subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast and Spotify or download the SEN app.